ladies and gentlemen, for this very special episode of the archive, just assume everything is a spoiler. Thank you. I'm Adam. I'm Drew. I'm John. And I'm Nick. And you're listening to the archive. Our evergreen <laughs> library of everything. One hour at a time. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. We did it. And I will ask our guest to please don't say anything until he's been introduced. I've already said too much. I said he's. <laughs> Let's start over. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'd like to start the whole podcast over. Episode one. <laughs> arcades. We're here today to talk about arcades. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> we're going to do show matters, but we're not going to do a uh, Percolator. Sounds good. That's the. Are we still in the preparatorium? In, uh, are, we, are we in the okay proper right now? Where are we? You're the steward. No, I thought no, Drew's the steward. <laughs> <laughs> are we going to read comments? No, no, no. We're, we're, we're in the okay proper. We'll just. We'll, but we're going to have a show matter, right? And that is to introduce a very special uh, guest, guest archivist. archivist today. Uh, oft mentioned, never heard, at least not audibly, orally, orally, like that, hourly, hour, hourly. I'd like to introduce <laughs> Brian. You should have thought of this before you start talking. Darth <laughs> Davis. Bravis. We don't want Bravis. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I thought you guys were slipping into a stroke the way you were trying to get that word out there. For... <laughs> I was trying to come up with a good... Right, good B word. Yeah. Went with no, no, no. Sometimes it's a D word. Yeah, bedazzle dat or... Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it can be B or D. All right. There you go. <clears throat> okay. That's the only show matter other than to say that... What are we calling this? Marcus... Wait, wait. Marcus Movie Madness. Featuring the film... Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> Starring uh, John, Leon- Leonardo like a- DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you have a gun to your head right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a proof of life recording, I guess. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. so we just uh, literally walked out of the theater from seeing uh, uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. That's right. Uh, I. I'm curious to see where you want to take this, how you want to start this bad boy off. You're the steward. I'm going to punch so. you. <laughs> Folks, Drew and I had a big back and forth about who was a steward. Because he's like, I'm the steward in this one. And had a big hubbub about it. And I was like, fine. And he's like, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I mean, I prepared nothing. All right. Can, um, we, can we start by introducing uh, who Brian is and his significance in that's this? That's a great idea. Go for it, Nick. Uh, You're the steward now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian, can you tell us uh, what your role here is here at the theater? Um, with Marcus Theaters, I'm what's called an operations manager. Um, I handle you know the day to day operations, facility improvements, stuff like that, um, as well as uh, helping 
you know, develop other assistant managers and stuff to do the job. But um, we try to make sure that we offer the best experience for people coming to the movies. I mean, it's obviously more than just going to a theater anymore. It's an, it's a one-stop shop for food, entertainment, games, and movies. Yeah, you've got an area here that's just like for eating that is kind of a lounge. Like a restaurant inside yeah. the movie theater. Yeah, we're working, hoping to expand that and improve that even more. So, You've also got uh, giant space invaders. Yeah. We do. We do. How do you just not... How do you keep yourself from playing that all the time? Oh, well, I've definitely played it. And the, the bad thing is, is that I've got, um, you know, I've got an administrative card to where if I like, I wanted to add just a few more points so I can go play a little more, I could. But so I resist that urge oh, at man. all times. So you are a strong, strong man, sir. <laughs> I want that administrative card. Yeah. But every time my kids come in, it's always like, dad. Can oh, we have yeah. Some time? Yeah. No. I was like, no. Oh, man. Well, thank you for setting this up. This is very ex- I've been excited about this since Adam told us about it. I don't know if you know. Did we talk about it on the show how Adam teased us? And yeah. he was like, I've got something to tell you, but we all got to be there. And it, I don't want to say it over Slack. I want to tell you in person. Did we talk about that on the show? No. I don't think so. Well, because then you didn't show up or something. There was there was some what, what? Right, you weren't there, but you were going to call in, but then you didn't want to call in. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, but we debated about it. I mean, I think we delayed recording the show for like forty five <laughs> minutes trying to figure out what to do. Like we thought you were quitting the show or I, something. No, no, that no. is that was a yeah. A, I, a, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, what was the over under bet on that? That <laughs> well, there are no bets. Just, yeah, we were all let down though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no matter which way they were leaning, right? <laughs> but we ended up doing a conference call in the middle of the day, and I was at work. Oh, that's right, because we were like <laughs> scrambling to agree on a time, and then all of a sudden I get a text like it's on, and I'm talking to my boss, and I'm like, <laughs> "Shut up, I gotta go." <laughs> yeah, and then Adam told us uh, the possibilities before us, yeah, and here we are. <clears throat> I want to talk first before we talk about the movie. All right. I want to talk about sort of the preamble to the movie that some of us experienced. Um, and also, uh, just the, the, as we did with, uh, Avengers, maybe we could talk about just the experience of the theater. Sure. I think we need to get something clear real quick though. Let's go on the record. Did you see this movie before oh, yeah. today? Good question. No, no, I did not. But he okay. did. But I, I had tickets for it <laughs> <laughs> on Thursday, and uh, I returned them because I wasn't a hundred percent sure if it was going to happen. And I was hundred percent sure if I liked my friends or not. And, so, uh, <laughs> and then you guys got so upset about it the first time. Uh, but now, cool. now my wife is mad at me because she wants to see it. Good. Good. <laughs> Here's my quote. I want to really quick, uh-huh. a little deviation here. Did you listen to the, oh, did it, oh, the percolator. Did you listen to the percolator? Yeah. You guys talked about me for like 15 minutes. And do you great. have an answer for us? You, you, you mentioned, you, uh. you sort of dissed us online about that, but then you did not supply an answer to the question, which was, I believe the scenario was. Travis comes to you. All <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Nick, I got lost I'm gonna go see Solo. No, that's uh, oh, oh, serial killers. killers. Volume five. Right. Number five or something yeah. like that. Um, I'm gonna go. Do you want to go with me? Nick says, "Yeah, definitely." Uh, okay, I can go on Tuesday. Nick's like, mm, I really want to see an opening night because 
And so do, in that moment, you, you decide, I'm seeing it opening night. Uh-huh. Do you tell Travis and then be like, but I'll still go with you? Or do you secretly see it and then go with Travis? Are we about to record a podcast after it? No, there's no podcast involved. <laughs> uh, I'd probably tell him, yeah. Oh, you'd probably tell him. It's a definitive. How interesting. Well, that's all I wanted to know. All right. Um, okay, so <clears throat> we, Nick, Adam, and I, yeah, <laughs> I, po- I was making sure I pointed at the right people. We went to Denny's before, we had the chance to go to Denny's before the movie and, and enjoy some branded content mm-hmm. before the movie to get us psyched. Hyped. Hyped. Hyper fuel. Hey, Denny's isn't sponsoring this podcast. Can we, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, we went to a, we went to a restaurant. We won't mention <laughs> what it was. <laughs> and they had a solo themed menu, and I believe we all ordered off of it. We Correct. Did. What did you have, Nick? The co-reactor pancakes. That's that- a thing from Star Wars, I think. <laughs> and I had the blaster fire burger. The waitress would have have had me th- uh, believe it was the Fire Blaster Burger, but the menu she was mixed said, up, which sounds better anyway. So it does. Maybe she should be in marketing. Oh. And you had the, the light speed slam. Yeah. Which, how how fast did that come out? <clears throat> it came out about a minute after you left. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and he but wolfed it, it, it down. It goes to say that I left. So That's right. Yeah. It, it'd still take a while. <clears throat> um. I tried to like. Yeah, you have to, Brian. If you want to jump in, you, well, from, you need to start talking. Because from a marketing standpoint, though, each of those titles sounds like it's going to tear up your intestine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so yeah, light speed's probably how it's going to come out, right? So. Well, his was no, the, the light most... speed was like the healthy option. It was like turkey, bacon, egg whites, and spinach and fruit. Yeah, I just made a little sandwich and just the burger had a ghost pepper sauce on it. A forced ghost pepper sauce, and, a, and then everything else was normal burger. And pepper jack cheese. Yeah. Uh, now, you have a couple items here. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we've got a, a menu that's kind of tailored after all the summer blockbusters that are coming. So, we've got a few items. Like, there's the Lando, which is actually our bistro burger, rebranded for the summer in honor of Donald Glover's performance. And we also have Wookie Donuts, which also maybe not the best marketing sound <laughs> that you ever want to purchase. I have a question. Are those, like, uh, classic circular donuts with a hole in them, or are they holes? They are well. They're, the holes are there as well. Oh, so because tell we, me, cause please we, tell we, me we those punch. are called Wookie balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, after well, as at the one scene, this is where the clips come in. So <laughs> clipped and tagged. That's the oh, new, right. That's the new name for them. Did they get clipped and? Ta- well, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the burger was good. It was serviceable. I actually really liked the ghost pepper sauce. Um. But the best thing on my plate were the fries, which I don't think were solo themed. But they were at once steak fries, waffle fries, and creakle cut. Like all, all, all those ideas rolled into one type of fry. Yeah, it's crazy, and they were good. A burger was fine, and I was trying to as I watched the movie. I was like, how, you know, this burger? Like, how does it connect? And I had a, I had a hard time finding a connection. Oh, you know, I, when I watched the movie, I felt like I had seen it already because eating the pancakes just 
you know, was the exact same experience. So I lied to you before I have See, seen the movie. Yeah, I thought that the whole idea was that it would immerse you in the experiences of the movie. So, yeah. like, eating the, the burger was like getting hit by a blaster. Yeah, no, eating the burger was the like, was like yeah. uh, finding out who Infest Nest really was. <laughs> oh, and I guess we should have a no, spoiler we, thing, the, right? The British guy's already... That guy's not British, by the way. I, know. I, I don't know, wh- I know why not. you refer to him as British. No, that's his name. British guy. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> Brit, Brit for short. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Guy. Uh, <laughs> Brit G is his rap name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, on my drive... No, on my drive. Over <laughs> here to the theater, I did spot... A competing, a competing theater on the side of the road. And I just want to say, what a dump. <laughs> and I'm not going to say, I'm not going to name the, 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 let's just say it rhymes with the Lam G. C. Lam G. Lam C. Okay. And boy, ugh, they had this big gaudy, like digital sign thing on the side of the road. Embarrassing. But I was happy to see the very uh, clean and and bright building of uh, Marcus. What it, is it? Marcus Weiberg still, or is it, is it? it's no? It's just Marcus, right? It's Marcus. Well, but the outside, at least I saw at least a trash can that said Marcus Weiberg on it. So yeah, we will we will maintain the Marcus Warrenberg, uh signage and stuff for for a while still. And I, let me be clear that I, I'm speaking on the podcast as an employee of Marcus Theaters. A movie enthusiast, someone who loves what he does, but I will, I do not speak for Marcus Theater. So uh, that way I don't good get disclaimer. myself in yeah. any trouble whatsoever. Very good to know. Nor, good nor to do know. I get in trouble for anybody slamming the competition. So, <laughs> but Drew does speak for Marcus. I think that should also be clear. So I hope, I hope Brit guy is a lawyer <laughs> as well. So, um, <clears throat> so, uh, do you want to do a quick? roundabout and figure out what everyone's initial impression was just really yeah. really short except for john who's just going to go long anyway right let's start with you drew <laughs> um okay because this is a quick like i mean folks yeah. again we literally just saw it do we you want to scale or just how many parsecs um, just oh did you give, yeah give it a, a general feeling and a number of parsecs yeah okay i would say i was bored for most of it, and I would give out of twelve parsecs. Of course, that we're doing, mm-hmm. um, round down. <laughs> I would give it if we're rounding down. I would give it four parsecs out of twelve. All right, Nick. Uh, I I'd go eight out of twelve. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Right. This is so wonderfully consistent. <laughs> I just, I just want to point out that this, on this scale, eight uh, out of twelve parsecs is still, I think, a failing grade. Right. That's like a so well, low. In, in the the scale of if you're you're looking at it out of a hundred, that would be failing. But it's if if it was out of five, it's, that's still a, a it's seventy five percent. Seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. It's out of five. Okay. So it's passing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm pretty sure that's what I got on my driver's test. You and, passed. And your math test, apparently. And I passed, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> your math test. Brian? Well, I would probably give it about a 9 out of 12. I think it hit all the buttons for a Star Wars movie. You know, I think a lot of people hold the Star Wars franchise as a very precious thing, which if you 
I mean, it's a sci-fi story, and I really enjoy it since way back. Uh, it's, but it's, it's a Star, it's a Star Wars, Wars story. Wars story. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it is. So. <laughs> let's, be, let's be accurate. <laughs> so it is a Star Wars story, for sure. So uh, I will give it... Um, I thought it was okay. Uh, rounding down, I'll do a 7 out of 12. Um, I the opinion that the only one actually you can care about is John's. So. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question: Is this a movie that had to be made? <laughs> oh wow! That, that's generally your barometer, right? <laughs> well, that depends on who you ask. We're asking you. Uh, well, then no, no, it did not need to be made. <laughs> what about if you ask uh, Alton Enrich? Is that his name? Alderan Einreich. <laughs> if you ask Ray Park, yes, it had to be made. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to give it maybe a five out of 12 parsecs. Um, I think it, it, it's a struggle, but it, it, if we're, if we're looking at this in context, like star Wars context, um, I would say that versus the last star Wars story, rogue one, this was a vast improvement instead of Hmm. like three disconnected bad movies slammed together. You had one like overall kind of mediocre movie with some like really good points in it. Now you guys got really upset in rogue one when they had that character with a up nose. What was Oh, Dr. Uh, Zhivago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you, you had this character from Star Wars yeah. that was on another the, planet, right? Right. The yeah. most, so did yeah. you get upset when uh, when they had Wicked on another planet in this one? <laughs> You're counting uh, him as Wicked. Yeah, that was, was Weasel. He was shaved. Yeah, that was that Weasel. Was weasel. I mean, you do know that he's been in every Star Wars movie. Well, yeah. Well, did he uh, yeah. show up in Rogue One? <laughs> yeah. So we got all our, our you know, quick impressions. Um, <clears throat> I kind of want to walk through the characters and the movie. Did you want to do the theater experience first? Oh, I kind of did that. Okay. Or I guess I, I guess I got up to the theater. <laughs> yeah, we haven't, had, haven't gotten in yet. <laughs> I mean, it was a great theater experience. I, I love the big expanse of. Excuse me. I love the big expanse of lobby here, especially when. I'm walking towards Nick, and he's off in the distance, and I can like act like I'm gonna get him, which I did. <laughs> <laughs> but they got a big old Space Invader arcade here that looks cool. We've already talked about that on the show. Yeah, we talked like like thirty seconds ago. Oh, we did. I wasn't listening to you guys. <clears throat> I was thinking about Solo. Um, I when we were watching the movie. This is part of the theater experience. Right. There was a moment where two characters started kissing. Yes, yeah. that was amazing. <laughs> and I, I heard some kid uh, go, ew. ew. <laughs> and I was actually feeling the same sentiment. I, I was hoping he'd go, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> um, it would have probably been more comfortable. It would have been more comfortable if it was uh, Lando and his android. Oh, yeah. Harrelson. That was amazing. I, I, I really liked the uh, setup for that. And um, what's, what's the Andrew's name? L three three seven. I liked her little character. Joke, little joke in there in that name. If you guys remember, Leet speak from back in the day. Oh yeah. It, it spells Leet. Yeah. <laughs> 
But um, but yeah, she was like a uh, I don't know, I guess civil rights activist right. um, for robots and had a lot of attitude. I couldn't decide how to take that because on the one hand, that's a cool angle for a, for a character. But it was also played as a joke. And everyone treated her like a joke, but that also kind of works. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I think it was that I didn't get, I didn't get the impression that they were like, they're treating him like a joke because that's true. So a lot, you know, like minorities and those who are oppressed are treated right. like jokes. It seemed to me that they were like, no, the joke is she's a robot and wants freedom. That's so silly or whatever. The, the, I'm talking about the writers, not the characters. Right. right. Well, in the Star Wars universe, I think it's any. I mean, it's AI. So once AI becomes more dominant, and it wants to have free will. They're like, man, eh, just wipe the memory, just wipe them. Yeah. We'll start them right. over. They they pull a matrix on them where it's just a redo. So, and um, uh, what Kira? Kira? What's her name? Kira. 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 Um, when so yeah, they have the scene where L seven is telling her that Lando obviously has a thing yeah. for. And she doesn't believe her because she's a lesser being. Right. <laughs> but then, yeah, you find out that he kind of does. I, I did like that scene with her and yeah. Kira. Yeah. I didn't think L3 worked overall. It didn't land in my opinion. It didn't no. Lando, in my opinion. Hey-o. It was forced. Oh, yeah. Now, now, did you catch the earlier joke where she says my occipital joints are really... Uh, acting up, I'm going to need you to do that thing yeah. later. And he was like embarrassed, like he didn't want people to know the thing he's going to have to do. Right. Yeah. What was the thing? Something. I'm, I'm sure a parody style video will be made for that <laughs> <laughs> to answer all those questions. When it's <clears throat> when it's time for L three three seven, a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Good we'll call. get the entire backstory. It'll all be about her discovery of that thing. And you and you are aware these actors are all pretty much contracted for about a three movie deal, right? That's what Nick was telling me earlier. Yeah, I, I don't. I heard this from a friend, so I don't know how authentic it is. But I heard Al, Alden. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to Alderan. He's just changed his name to Alderan. <laughs> Disney did that. They changed it for him. <laughs> Alden Arian Wrights, I believe. Is that how it's no, pronounced? <laughs> he does have the word Reich in his name, Reich. Uh, yeah, I heard he had a four-picture deal. But So we expect to see him in the Boba Fett one they have mentioned already. Oh, right. Or maybe they'll just do one that's that. bounty hunters. I'm, a, I'm sure like Lando's going to get his. I would watch Lando movie. I don't like Boba Fett. I never have. I think he's lame. I, I'm, I said I'm, it. I'm, look, I've been espousing that opinion for a long time. Yeah. I, I just Fire! Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> Boba Fett's famous line from the prequels. Fire! What is, what's another one? Dad? Dad. <laughs> it's for you. He's from New Zealand. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Not a Star Wars fan. Picks up the... <laughs> dad severed head. Oh, Dad. <laughs> and it didn't fall out. I know. Now, anyway. now, did you notice the Mandalorian armor in the office? <clears throat> no, I was. Yeah, I, I imagine there were a lot of little Easter eggs, right, in yeah, that but office. it was almost a full set of armor. Yeah, that was I saw that. display back there, even right down to the helmet. Mm. Was that Boba Fett? No. No, just Mandalorian style. Maybe it was him, though. No. Like, maybe in the movie Boba Fett. No. There'll be a scene where we see him sneaking into... And just standing there. Dinah Voss? What's his name? Paul Bettany's character? Yeah. Hmm. I I really liked him. I love Paul Bettany anyway. Dryden. 
I love Paul Bettany as an actor anyway. I think he was one of the best parts of the movie. Like, he just... He was kind of... It was, some of the other characters, it was kind of like... I felt like they were kind of feeling their way through what was happening. He just, like, committed and was like, yeah, I'm this guy. And we just... I thought it was great. I uh, I like the way that his, um, his role is... Um kind of mysterious in the the crime syndicate you know mm-hmm. like he's he you you could assume that he is as bad as he is purported to be or you could also think that well this he's actually kind of like a smokescreen and like mm-hmm. really Kira's in charge it, like I think they did a good job of working those machinations really well yeah um, he flips the switch real nice but when yeah, he's out in public yeah. being very concerned and caring but the minute he's behind closed doors yeah yeah, yeah. I liked his his uh, his ability to move between, you know, being very personable, and then like, I'm gonna kill you. Yep. Except he does <clears throat> the first time you see him kill somebody in the middle of a party. Well, he's well, in a secret room. Really? I thought <clears throat> there were people around him. Were well, those, no, those, those are guards. guards. We're having a party okay. right now, and we're gonna kill you, oh, Nick. Okay. <laughs> probably so. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Why do you put a spoiler alert in this? I right? got too really dark. dark. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the so here's an issue I tend to have with really any quote unquote prequel. So if we if we treat the this original, is a, this is like a midquel though that we just had it on. Right. It's that's the thing. At this point, I don't know that it matters. You know, if it's before, it's like your main movies are the first. Well, <laughs> episodes four through six, right? And so we could categorize anything prior to that as a prequel, everything, anything, you know, post that uh, sequel, sequel, if you want. But I don't. Well, it, well, the only reason I do is because so far, with kind of the exception of Rogue One to a certain degree, all these prequels are exercises in telling you how something got where it was or became what it was or... You know, we we look. You know, we were talking about the Millennium Falcon on the Denny's menu. And we're like, that doesn't look like the Millennium Falcon, and so <clears throat> it's like, okay, we're gonna find out. And how... also in this movie, it's not exclusive to the Denny's <laughs> menu, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. It looks like that in the movie. So too. that's what the Denny's was. It was a quest to find the true meaning <laughs> of how they got the Millennium Falcon. Denny's was phase one. You got the first clue that led you to there. Well, and, and I think. So, so I'm, I go into this and then, you know, this is probably on me, but I go into these movies like, okay, you know, we're going to learn how, where he gets the blaster. We're going to learn where he gets the millennium Falcon. And, and I, I realize this is exciting to, um, maybe star Wars fans. <laughs> Nick is doing weird stuff with his microphone. <laughs> I'm trying not to chew into it. <laughs> It's such a crispy, you try not to chewy into pizza. it. Yeah, it's it's crispy, thin crust, and he's asphyxiating. Yeah, a few of the crumbs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's how we kill you. Um, Keep eating, buddy. But Hashtag going into this, crime. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just get frustrated as they hit all the check all the boxes, and and, and it feels yeah. very. Uh, it was forced. It's kind of like okay. Well, and I here's what really surprised me is it really grinds my gears. <laughs> when I when when I saw that the Millennium Falcon on the Denny's menu, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you no, know, it was in the trailer." Well, like, I never noticed. Okay. Oh, that it was significantly you know looked very different. And Even I was though like, we saw the trailer twice last time we watched the yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the sound was off. 
<laughs> and the ship was moving, man. How, I can't keep track of it. Um, but anyway, I thought, oh, okay, we're, we'll see how this happens. And, but I didn't expect it to look exactly like the Millennium Falcon as we know it by the end of the movie. Like, right. I thought it was going to be like, okay, maybe that middle piece comes out somehow or, you know, but they literally like, Okay, but it didn't. And I mean, this okay. is like where the real nerds yeah. come out. It's yes. like, okay, if you look at your communication disc, wasn't the same as when right. on Well, that flew that off. That flew off. Yeah. Well, but we saw it go. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we know now that the next disc on there is probably the one we're familiar yeah, with. Yeah, the dish one from that. And then, of right. course, it gets lost again yeah, by Lando. And they get the square one. They lost their gun, and they replaced that with a quad laser. That's good stuff. And I, I guess I, was, I thought it would be a little bit more measured, and like, it would kind of get to what we expect it to be. But then right. Would, I mean, there's some time that passes between the end of this movie and the start of New Hope, so there could have... Do we know how much time? It's at least 10 years. Okay. Yeah, at least 10 years. Which right. I thought it was a little confusing that they're... Um, you know, it sets up that he's going to Tatooine right after this. Well, well you know, he worked for Jabba for a long exactly. time. Exactly. Was, that oh, wasn't okay. the first. Things went south with, with Jabba after a while, but he worked for him. Yeah, let's Brian said. But he did refer bit. to the big score, which I can only assume is the where he dropped the cargo. Like, yeah, I don't. But, I feel like they wouldn't hit so hard on that. Well, I think the big score is like he 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 got in good with with uh, Jabba, and then it was another run that he ended up dumping yeah. on. But um, yeah. I, I just don't give them enough credit to believe that. <laughs> well, if you look at the time frame, a lot of stuff didn't work. Like, if you notice, okay. I know. I was going to mention that. Lost, I was like, wait a the, minute. From the time they left their little uh, Oliver Twist household on, uh, <laughs> yeah. all, you know, on, on, on the, his planet, three years later, and she's a, lute, a lieutenant right. in the crime syndicate, I was like, she's working hard. She moved up. She's double shifting it. Yeah. So. <laughs> do you think that, not that the movie suggests this or that I can recall any any references to it, but do you think that she was that way all along and you know was basically oh. manipulating han to, <laughs> I doubt it. That, to no because one of the foreboding things she said before they got separated was we could be sold to uh crimson dawn uh, right which is what happened to her and then she simply said well you know i'm on it and embraced it. it and i guess yeah you know i'll kill everybody and i'll just move up in the organization now, but see, i was i was ready to like the movie a lot more if that actually was an undercurrent and that she had been playing han all this right, time yeah. yeah but now i but they grew up together so so, so like she, <laughs> i mean she, I she was a plant since she was a baby is that what you think <laughs> No, I just right. that, you know, the long she, con. <laughs> it, it, similar to the uh, Lando and L seven uh, situation, you know, she perceived you thought she was a robot. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to believe that she perceived that Han was more devoted to her than she was to him mm-hmm. in that initial relationship, and that she was was just using that to her, her advantage. Yeah, I, I I think it's more interesting that she did have genuine feelings for him. They came from the same place. They were, you know, they they were young lovers. Dreams together. I kind yeah. of really liked the, yeah, like the. It it almost reminded me of you know like fifties, uh, you know, like young teenagers or whatever. I'd see, I wish they yeah. the whole first fifteen yeah, minutes yeah. was American Graffiti. And <laughs> they just had a CG Harrison yeah. Ford. <laughs> so I mean, thematically, I, I think you know she's trying to preserve what she gave up in herself. Yeah. But I mean, how many parsecs would it improve your score if they had broken out into like the hard knock life musical while they're in the oh, yeah. of the, the orphans? Yeah, I did like that worm thing. 
That uh, thing was. No? I wanted to. I liked oh. it, but I I think I. It was just I, I had a hard time seeing it. It was a very dark movie overall, uh, as far as uh, literally like light. Uh, I must win this well. It was the hard. lighting was dark. The lighting was dark. Yeah, yeah that's we, what we understood. Well, yeah. I, was, I was like, this is too many force references here. That's what I'm talking about. Like dark and light. Uh, I, was I like, get you. Yeah. In that scene, those aliens are um, uh, what's the word? Uh, light sensitive. Yeah. So that that makes sense. Plot. But not just that. There's other times in the movie where I was like, ah, it's really dark right now. I like when they were in space and everything's all dark and spacey. Nick, shut up. <laughs> I, I did like her. Like I wanted to like the character. She's sort of a Jabba-like character, right? This kind of weird, yeah. gross alien who believes herself to be very regal and and you know beautiful because she's got all the little jewelry and little stuff, dangly things. She uh, reminded me of Angelica Houston's character in Captain EO when uh, <laughs> when she like kind of descends from the ceiling and she's all Borg Queen, but yeah. she like refers to herself as like beautiful. I reminded me of Angelica Houston in the movie, I think it was called Witches, where... It was Witches, that's what she, I was thinking. Uh, her skin melts off of her, but... Yeah, she's wearing, she she's wearing a mask, but that's Yeah, but she becomes a weird, gross old lady. I was thinking the Adams family. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, let's, so Han oh, is, uh, oh, is go ahead. 29 in A New in, Hope. So, oh, okay. So he's... Uh, so in this, he's it says, high teens, low 20s. But they 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 the say over under. Let's make it. Uh, they basically say let's say he's twenty. <laughs> so um, there you go. Really quick, I'm gonna do. I don't want to like walk scene through scene by scene through the movie, but really quick, the movie we start with Han and Kira as sort of orphan children living on Corellia. Is that right? It's Corellia, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. their uh, sort of hard knock life, as you mentioned, Brian. Um, they find a way to get out, but then she gets left behind. He goes off and he's going to now do his best to the rapture happens, get money <laughs> and come back and get her. Right. But of course, as always with these things, well, he joins the empire. That's a cool, he joins the, twist. which yeah. we all, didn't that's, we know that's that? part of his, that's canon. his backstory. Yeah, that's been his canon. Yeah. I knew really, that. Adam? Yeah. Wow. Kicked out of the Academy. That's all part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that from the movies? Uh, it's just been his no, backstory, yeah. from what I understand. Yeah, it's always been part of his backstory. Okay. I don't know. If so I they could have changed it, though. They Isn't that where yeah. his pants are from? Mm. His pants yes. are special. Not, seemingly not, because he didn't have those pants in this movie. Oh, that's, that's what the second one's going to be about. Gonna be, yeah, the I was going to say, the, the one thing we didn't see is how he got his vest and his pants. How get them pants? <laughs> yeah, I really did not like, like, everything's a precious moment. Like, okay, let's take a moment and look what I've done here. This is your blaster. Mm. I'm going to kiss it and hand it off to you. <laughs> yeah. And he truly kissed it and then tossed it to him like, it's so precious. This will be yours forever. Oh, You'll love it. Oh, man. Yeah, That's again. true. And then, and then there's a close-up, but he's holding it like, yeah. Yeah, this I is got the a blaster. I could hear it all my life. Why would you? This blaster. I could hear Drew and John's eyes rolling <laughs> their heads. And it was like, how lucky I have a holster that fits this perfectly. <laughs> perfectly. This, this gun you just uh, modified in front yeah. of me. And so, oh, man, the first... <laughs> 15 minutes was like Exposition City. It was like everyone's like, here's, we're going to talk about something. I know that you would know what this is because obviously we're doing it right now, yeah. but let me describe to you what we're doing right uh, now and why it matters. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, it, that was really rough. Like, the writer in me was like, you couldn't have found any other way of doing this. And speaking of exposition, I, I hated that they didn't have a crawl because it, I was like, oh, you're not going to do a crawl, but you're going to just, just do flash between. Yeah. 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 You're going to, you, you down the budget on your your font and you're just going to, you know, you're going <laughs> to pop it up there like we're doing a. a you well, know, they a, said they will never do crawls for Star Wars stories. Right. 
So, well, and there wasn't anything like us. this for Rogue One, right? It just dropped. It right just into it said a long time ago, it's further away, and then bam, yeah. movie started. Yeah. And if I can point out one thing, you guys were talking in the in the Rogue One patch together episode. Yeah, the, the best the, episode the, we've ever had. I realized we did a clip show. The, Frank, the that. Frank and Rogue uh, <laughs> <laughs> episode. Somebody mentioned that they 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 hate that they keep doing the spaceships as a plot device. Now that's not really a plot device. It's more of like a cinematic element that tells you something in exposition without ever saying something, you know, because it's like, okay, big ship. Oh, the Empire's looming. Oh, right. And this one, they still had it, if you notice. They oh, looked yeah. up and they saw the and ones that are being worked the on. Star yeah. Destroyer. Yeah. The ones that are being built. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I, did, I guess I've, I became a bit immune to that. And I actually rationalized it a little bit in my head. And I said, okay, as long as we always see one of these up in the sky, in every one of these movies, if it's consistent, I can live with this as like, this is the Star Wars universe. So, the Empire is always there. So now you're going to get upset if they don't. That's do right. It. <laughs> okay. That's right. He's throwing the gauntlet down. He dares them. Um, I dare you. Fantasy <laughs> gauntlet. Anyway, so he he joins the Empire as a way to get off the planet without getting caught. And uh, then we we jump three years later, and he's a mud trooper on planet mud um, with. Yeah. I had a big problem. They wouldn't tell us what planet it is. I mean, I'm, I'm that, yeah. that guy. Oh, like, yeah. I want to know what planet this is. What, what, what Rogue One, yeah. always mm-hmm. a little label, right? Mm-hmm. We always knew where we were. And they went everywhere Every, in Rogue everywhere. One. And a lot of these planets all look the same. And yeah. they didn't tell us if they were on a different planet or not. A lot of snowy planets in mm-hmm. this one. A lot of, a lot of hostile conditions in, in... A lot of M-Class going on. Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on. That's Star Trek. Wasn't there just one snowy planet? Yeah, just one. Oh, were, was it the same? Was Lando on the same snowy planet as mm-hmm. them? Yeah. This, this is another. And we, I, Nick, you talked makes about this. Zero. Sense. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure about Nick, that. Nick, this is this is one of your things from Rogue One. Is like people are, or maybe it was Force Awakens, but people are always where they need to be. Like it's this vast galaxy, but they happen to be on the same planet as Lando because it would, you know, plot wise, I guess it would take too long to go somewhere else. But I, I assumed it wasn't because I thought it, it was wasn't. so silly. That's absurd. Well, I, I'm, I could but, be remembering this incorrectly, but I, I don't think it's it's not explicit how they get to where Lando is. Yeah, she just says, sort of I say, know where he I is. I know a guy, and the next scene, we're there. And you, but, yeah, so I, you can't get upset at that like it's a coincidence because this is the first time that they meet him. And so it's just, I know a guy. And then they meet him. So it's no, not no. Like, I'm saying if it's the same planet, uh-huh. it's silly okay. that they their whole heist happened on the planet that Lando's already hanging yeah. out on. Well, can I say if I put it this way? All right. So Dryden Voss brings his his cor- his yacht Corvette uh, <laughs> all over the place. So he travels yeah. from planet to planet. So he happens to come to that planet to meet them because that's where the heist is. A, if you're in a criminal, don't show up. <laughs> don't show up where the job is because <laughs> yeah. that's going to probably that throw some rookie mistake. Your way. It seemed like he could have just flown up in that ship. I mean, I don't know how many. I guess he didn't have a lot of mercenaries or whatever. But well, he has an army. It says he has an army with which him, which consisted so. of like twelve guys, right. by the way. But when you see the but size with of the that cool ship, helmets, it seems like they could have just like flown down and just Those stolen it themselves. Helmets. So he shows up and it's a good thing that this is where we've hatched this plan because on this planet that we just arrived to, I know a guy who has the fastest ship and we're a criminal syndicate. We don't have ships that fast. <laughs> right. The way criminal yeah. syndicates work is if, Oh, that guy's got a faster ship. We'll kill That's him. Take ship. that. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. we just got that. That we, you just got recruited. Uh, ask him, Kira, mm-hmm. don't, we're not going to kill anybody. Just ask him if we can have it. Yeah. Actually, don't ask him. Try to trick him out of it. Then ask him. You also kind of skipped the part with the Marauders showing up. Well, I didn't. Will be a big... I didn't skip anything. All right. 
we keep jumping, jumping off around. off on tangents. I really enjoyed the the train. Uh, Stop ice. going to tangents. Yeah. Hang well, we on. We were kind of there. That's where we were. No, yeah. he's on the mud planet. He's a oh. mud trooper. He's got his mud oh, trooper right. outfit. That's, all right, fair enough. And he meets Woody Harrelson, right? Right. And Woody Harrelson is seemingly a captain in the Imperial mm-hmm. Army. Or is he? Or is he? Uh, but we, we learn, no, he's actually getting something to pull a heist. And uh, Oh, and this is a critical scene in the whole movie, guys, that we're about to just, you know, wave goodbye to. This is where Han meets Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The beast. So... There's right, a beast. Yeah, I need to, I need to talk about this. Um, <laughs> Was Chewbacca eating people? <laughs> they say I, I, feed him to the beast. And we haven't then, fed him in three days. Yeah. So I say yes. I now there there are I come at this with from two angles. The the introduction of Chewie. Uh, the one side of it, uh, I like that it is a lot more inventive than what I had always heard was the canon for how Chewbacca and uh, Han Solo hooked up, which was, I guess, that as an Imperial soldier, he was part of, Han was part of the enslavement of Kashyyyk, yes. and that he had, um, through some circumstances with Chewbacca, decided to quit, pull a fin, basically, and rescue Chewbacca, and so Chewbacca owed and lumpy him. and itchy. And, yeah. Right, owed, owed him for that. <laughs> and, itchy. like, I like that I- idea, but it's not especially interesting, especially if you're going to actually convey it on screen, when we have already seen Finn kind of do the same thing. Uh, so I think I, I, I applaud the uh, introduction of a new, new approach to, to how they hook up. That said... I don't know that I've ever hated a moment in a Star Wars movie as much as I hate the introduction of Chewbacca and Han Solo. In is it, this, film. is it is it is it because of him speaking Wookie? No, no, I don't have any problem with that. I mean, it <laughs> seems a bit of a stretch, right? Um, I, you know, what I hated was he said, "What's your name?" and he goes, "Ah," <laughs> he goes, "Chewbacca, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> is that how names work? Like I don't think so. He's like I'm going to need to give you another. It would have been amazing. You, you are. If he's like Chewbacca. Let's see. Pose this theory now. Wookies. That's how they speak because maybe that's how they hear. So if you say Chewbacca because he's got wax build up or hair in his ears, it mm. comes through him like Chewbacca. Just okay. So he only can speak what he hears. So what did you hate, John? Uh. I think we just the podcast right there. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week. That's a deep dive. Isn't so it? what? Yeah, that is a deep dive. Um, that's that is a whole separate show. Uh, so I, I I I don't like the convention of constantly relying on different iterations of what we've seen before. So some guy gets captured. Um, we're going to really stick it to him. We're going to throw him in a pit and have a monster attack him. Um. So from from that point on, I'm like a little bit skeptical of this scene. Uh, I liked kind of how it visually echoed the um, rhymes. Well, not the rancor, but just the, the 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 cells that they were in when they were in Empire, yeah, and Jedi too, I guess in in Jabba's palace. But um, I think tonally, I have a problem with the darkness both in this movie and rogue one um because it 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 doesn't feel like 
it, it doesn't fit with the rest of the universe, I guess. So I, I, I kind of bristle at that a little bit, just overall visually and tonally. But I See, think I appreciated that they stepped out of their usual thing a little bit for <clears throat> the side stories and made them a little bit more dark, as you said. Yeah. However, this one I was a little let down that Han, because they, they say to him that, you know, she's the only person that knows he's a good guy, but he pretty obviously is a good guy. There's to no everyone question. Else. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And I would, I would have liked to have seen more of him as a jerk. Ambiguous or just. Yeah. Willy Wony. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if they're going for the character arc, such as, you know, he is a good guy. It's pretty obvious to everybody. Like he wants to be a bad guy, but at the very end, he's like, he doesn't hesitate when he needs to. Yeah. yeah. And awesome. I would love that right. if they continue. That. And then immediately gets his heart. Stomped on, yeah, which so. which doubles down on that, right? But I also want to talk about the character arc that is Chewbacca that starts in this movie and ends in the Last mm. Jedi, to where he will eat people, he will eat anybody, oh, but at yeah. the end he can't eat the porg uh-huh. because that <laughs> suddenly his heart is can't handle it anymore. I've eaten, I've eaten my way through the universe, and That's now I will stop. I now with these cuddly little penguin creatures. I'm, they are my co-pilot now. Jesus and these porgs are my co-pilot. Yeah, not only would not eat them I, within like a half hour, he's like, and hey, go ahead and infest my ship. I Just am build changing nests, go for it. my rating of this movie <laughs> to 12 out of 12. Like I said, it, it depends on where you bookend it. Like you can bookend the, the Chewbacca story arc actually starts back in you know, the prequels. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, and, but, it'll, but Han Solo starts here, and then it bookends, obviously, with The Force Awakens. Yeah. Or does it? I <laughs> is he now relating his crime syndicate? Yeah, seemingly, uh, much like Marvel, you can just like at a whim uh, resuscitate characters presumed dead. It's almost uh, like the same company there. owns both of them. We're not there yet. We're not, we're not there, but I will say that the, the bones were laid for that in their animated universe, That's true. which That's I'm, very sure, true. I'm sure John which, hates too. Exactly. You're, you're absolutely right. Like at that point when we'll get to that, I guess, but at that reveal, we'll I said, that. no, 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 don't, don't just, we on. might as well just be watching one of the animated shows at this point. Sure. Highly lauded. Yeah. And th- I'm not saying that those are bad shows. I've never seen them, so I can't say, but it's just the fact that it's not, it further, I think, um, diminishes. It definitely dilutes the brand. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and I think deludes the uh, the original trilogy arc, or, or just the the main trilogy arc. If you consider the Skywalker saga to be a tier above these movies, which I think is the precedent that they have established, then I think. What if you don't? If you just look at these as just periodic snapshots throughout this, no, universe, I just, I don't hold the original trilogy up on a terrace. So like, no, but I, I don't pedestal too. Um, I don't hold it on anything, Drew. Comparatively, <laughs> so you don't you don't consider the Last Jedi or the Force Awakens uh, to be a, a lesser version, a bigger of- experience of a movie than Rogue One or Solo or Battle of Endor. Oh, I thought you were talking about the original trilogy versus oh, that? Ewok. No, 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 all no, no. The I'm whole just saying brand. that that arc, the the Skywalker storyline. Or um, seemingly, what is the Skywalker storyline? In the sense that, like the the saga is the original nine, whatever. Yes, the nine, um, the nine. But <laughs> I, I don't think that the side stories dilute them. I think that they. Add, I don't think John's saying the side stories dilute them. I think um, he's saying the reemergence of of characters presumed dead okay. is diluting them. Is that right? And we're talking about well, and the side stories too. I um, think <laughs> I think any expanded universe. 
that is so slavishly beholden to that core spine. And these movies are slavishly beholden to that core spine. I think this one is an improvement on Rogue One, and I think they can do this. Like, this one gave me hope that I think they can New hope. New hope. make <laughs> one of these movies. And, like, they, they've started to figure out, like, if you, if you make it an ensemble cast and actually make people care about that cast, then you can, they, they will carry a movie, which they didn't seem comfortable with in Rogue One. Um, or who knows what happened there, but, but I'm just saying like at this point, I feel like until they can make a standalone star Wars movie, these, uh, side projects, whether they're films or series, whether animated series, whether live action series, I think they're, they're going to continue to dilute the overall. Well, I think the they're. Majesty, I think they're. I guess. Of I the, think they're onto something now with the Han Solo. With because what they're going to do, as we said, they're contracted for multiple movies. I think they're going to do a series of prequels that kind of tell a story together, mm-hmm. which is a big chunk. Now, me, me, you know, growing up, I, I was always happy to see more Star Wars content. I actually got to see the Star Wars Christmas special <laughs> when it was on TV, <laughs> and I was just and like, even that? oh, at the time, of course, but I was a kid. Yeah. But you know, but at the time, you're like, that's amazing. Yeah, oh, we put like it did. It, did why is the Wookiee excited by watching a hologram woman? I don't know. Maybe he wants to eat her. You know, that was like, there's like, that looks good. That's Thanksgiving dinner for us, you know, or, or feast. but, and then, you know, and also I was very excited when the original prequels, you know, when the prequels mm-hmm. came out, because it was like, very well, we all were, you know, I even, I'd bribed a friend of mine who was a radio DJ, got some of the midnight tickets, which were only nice. winnable. You couldn't buy them. They could only, you gave them out as prizes. And, you know, and then people, you know, that was great. But then when you walk back and you look at it, you're like, ooh, wow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> my enthusiasm was watching. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and Rogue One was a movie that was made just to explain one plot point that was a flaw in the original movie. It's like, who the hell would make a, a Death Star like this with, with a flaw? Who didn't catch Empire that? Empire would. And they're, they're so and, arrogant. Yeah, and the, but I, the thing I is... I did not pick up on that at all. And the, that's, that's the I whole see, reason Rogue see, One I was made. No idea it was, it, was, was the it was made just to explain this. That. It's like, oh, not only was it not just a weird mistake that we knew was how to look for and find... So you weren't aware was, of that being a kind of course correction... For that that plot hole, is that no, right? no, it was. God, a, have you seen Rogue a, One? I didn't pick up you on that. You didn't at see all. Right, so you know, so when you get to that third act, and they're like, yeah. "Well, how are we going to defeat this?" They're like, "Well, okay, well, we're gonna." There's this port, this yeah. one vent but, that if we can get our fighters in there and shoot this impossible shot and hit it, it's going to cause it. And first of all, we all know, even with our modern technology, there are so many safeties and secondary safeties <laughs> and third safeties and redundancies in the system to where it would like shut that down. You're not going to trigger a nuclear reaction that big, no matter what you hit. So they had to like, okay, well, what if somebody put it there? So well, there you we'll go. See, Mads Mikkelsen, or what's his name? Mads Mikkelsen, Mikkelsen put it there, yeah. Yeah. His character in Rogue One was built the flaw. forced to be the architect for it, and so he built that in. Oh, okay. So like an Egyptian slave, he was forced <laughs> to build it, and he knew he was going to die in no, the wait, process. Has, have you seen this movie? Yeah. But yeah. I didn't remember that. I, 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 I legitimately remember that, if you've seen it or not. I, I, I didn't realize that that was the whole reason they were trying to make Rogue One was to... 
to satisfy people's grumblings over that's, the likelihood well, that, of that that's being the starting okay, point. Okay, okay, okay. Rogue yeah. One. We've done a Rogue One forever. We've talked about Rogue oh, One. Oh when, you, when you do the Rogue One redo, we can, yeah. we can add this into it. There but you it's, go. But it's basically, I mean, they wanted more juice. And they're like, well, we're out of juice. Well, we'll give them some orange-flavored drink. Okay, well, let's make it like Blue that. Milk. I bet we can put some Darth Vader in there, and that'd be oh, cool. Boy. And we'll do that. I, I, I See, Nick and I talked about this a bit offline, and, and I, I disagree that's an issue plot-wise in A New Hope. One, because it's a shot no one can make. It requires a Force see, user to do it. The, Second, that's not necessarily true. That's a Force user. But it did require a Force it. user. He gets that, rid of his targeting computer. That's the whole point. Yeah, but maybe he's just a you know bad pilot or shooter or whatever. But it doesn't mean just because he's the only one who did it that he's I mean, the only Biggs one almost who got could it. do it. He's the only one who could do it. He's Luke Sky. I mean, that's the whole... He's a mythic character. He, he is was the, the chosen one. He that. is the only one who can do it. No one else can do it. No one so else Hans met Chewie. And, and in fact, <laughs> someone, no, wait, someone tried and missed yeah. with their target. That's why I said computer. Biggs almost hit it. Yeah. And so I, I think two things are, are good about that plot point. One, it gives Luke his hero status. Two, it shows us how arrogant the Empire is that they're like, well, no one's going to hit this thing. You know what I mean? And so, which according to that exchange between Lucas and Cameron that you uh, shared with us, this where they're patting each other on the back is part of the whole point of that movie is is undermining the evil empire's hubris. So Um, you you could still make that argument because they only had one person who was like architecting this thing, and they didn't have people checking, double checking his work. I suppose you could, yeah, on that one element of the. But I don't think it's the matter of that only one person can make the shot. My, my problem would be, okay, we got this data. Our androids and computers are able to find this like within 20 minutes. Yeah. But you're telling me all the engineers and people working on this never caught that? Right. And then when, when the Empire looks at it, oh, you know, crap, we kind of looked at that. Um, <laughs> you know, you might want to go ahead and get to your ship. Are you kidding me? No, they, yeah. you're cool. no really, we, we think there might be something, you know. So. so Yeah, so they're like, why do they keep focusing on this one random little yeah. area? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, let's maybe check, it, check something out, like. I'm going to do a scan on that area. Like, what's in, going on there? In this general area here, let's go right. and reanalyze all the right. data. Because that's, that's the only place they're area. going. They're just going there over and over again. Like, why would they possibly be doing that? This is like some jackass video stunt. Like, right. they're just trying to do <laughs> something. You know, video fails for the week. They keep going down this one trench. Could you just check that? Yeah. All right. So, Hans met Huey. Chewy. Quick thing about these Star Wars stories in general. <laughs> all two, I think of, this all is, two of them so far. I think this speaks to kind of what you're saying, John, a bit. Um, there's such a big machine behind them and i disney i would like it Mm. if and maybe solo is part of getting there i would really like them to take risks with these movies and it's clear by how much rogue one was changed after you know it was originally shot right how much solo had like i mean the directors were pulled off the movie uh apparently uh, alderan uh, Einreich had to have acting lessons at one point. Um, they had to bring that's like terrible. Yeah, well, they no, wanted, I'm kidding. They, they had to get his delivery. They wanted oh, to get okay. his delivery. They wanted they wanted to have, like when Harrison. he delivered the lines, it needs to look like Harrison Ford. Right. Exactly. Lines. Which I don't think he does need to. Like he's never yeah. going to. And and the more he tries, in my p- opinion, the more it becomes painfully obvious that he's trying. I thought I he did. I thought he, I didn't catch that. I thought he did a really good him. job. I actually really yeah. liked. I liked him. the casting. I like his delivery. I was like, this could but, actually be a young. No. And I didn't think he was like a caricature. Of- no. Well, I I was hyper aware of him trying to assume 
Harrison Ford mannerisms, the pointing, and you're the, just hyper like, aware. No, I'm hyper fueled. Uh, he's co- <laughs> he's coaxium about this. Yeah, <laughs> but but wait, let me let me finish my thought sure. here. So Disney keeps stepping in to be like you can't mess this up. So we got to bring someone in to fix it for you. Right. And apparently whatever, uh, Phil Lord and, uh, Miller, Miller, Lord Miller, Christopher Miller, whatever they were doing was way off of what Disney wanted. And I want to see that movie. Like they apparently were taking some pretty big risks. I want to see an Edgar Wright Ant-Man movie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and but the, totally though. I mean, why they chose those writers to begin with? We have well, to yeah, ask. Why, why were you, you looking, hire them? Why were you looking yeah. for them? Because they did the Lego Movie, they did Twenty One yeah. Jump Street. Oh, and the sequel. I mean, yeah. So you know what you're going for. You're almost going for you want that Ant Man yeah. comedy vibe if you're yeah. hiring these writers. So obviously, I think it wasn't probably dark enough for them. Yeah. So a lot of the elements that you found problems with, they probably didn't have that in their cut. Yeah. yeah. But so, they did take uh, all those movies or other properties where they adapted them in a way that was different from the original. I don't know if you can call Legos the original. <laughs> but, the original that I did in my basement. Yeah. But they were, Legos. everybody right. loved them, you know? Yeah. Well, well I, but I just don't think that Disney is brave enough. No. So brave Disney. Bravest <laughs> enough. Oh, I made a Pixar joke. Um, oh, that's good. Too. So, I mean, but Disney acquired, they acquired Lucasfilm. And they'd already acquired Marvel. But Marvel already had the roadmap for what they were yeah. doing in play. And I think Disney needs to take that. And I think they need to maybe take it away from Kathleen. I can't remember her name. Kennedy. 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 Because I don't think she is. I think she's finding directors that she's like, they're hot. They've got heat. I'm going to give them. Yeah. And then they let them start. And that's a lot of money you're throwing. Yeah. Because yep. if you don't have a unified plan of where you're going with this, and, t- and you like, this is the tone we want for this movie. Right. Like the Lando tone, I think Christopher Miller could absolutely write yeah. a Lando movie. Because I love the exchanges with Han and Lando all mm-hmm. through it. All right. Mm-hmm. We're jumping around. Go. I'm sorry. That's okay. Cool. So he meets Chewie. <laughs> so who do you mean? It was. Han meets Chewie. Chewbacca. Chewie. I did like the scene. I'll agree with you. I do get a little tired of the like always having to refer to star Wars in a way that we're familiar. So yeah, the guy falling into a monster pit. I just wish that I think that worked, but the whole like Chewie coming out also (laughs) like it should have been like he lands and Chewie just bursts out of that thing Mm. immediately. Like, like just pissed off at at, at the world. Not this slow, like I wonder what it's going to (laughs) be. Oh, there's a growl. Oh, it could be anybody. It's like, just have him come out. Like, don't, I mean, you know the notes they're going for on that. They're not trying to emulate the rancor on that one. They're trying to emulate the wampa. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, that's that slow shag walk coming towards him slowly. But my, my problem is, logistically, you're in the middle of fighting this mud planet war, <laughs> and you're getting your butt handed to you pretty handily by whoever they're fighting, because we don't know. We they don't never, know. They, yeah. couldn't, they weren't going to invest in creature effects to let us know who they're fighting. But right. So in the middle of this, you're going to, you know what we need to do? Let's dig a big pit. But for one prisoner, put some tunnels in that. Yeah. Let's give him. Let's. We're going to make him the give Minotaur. Him so we're going to give right. him a maze of tunnels, and we're going to throw somehow. Though we're going to keep this one chain shackle yeah. up on top, so that we can chain someone to him and throw him down. But who's going down there to get that shackle when they're done? That's my question. Big hook. They they, yeah, big big, hook. Just put a hook down there. Yeah, they're, they're playing claw machine. <laughs> right. Right oh, look, I got a Wookie. Wait, I, I want to say one thing that uh, them not showing the enemy is good for the movie because it. Han's situation is that he doesn't know what the purpose of the war is. Oh, so that's a good point. Not knowing who they're fighting is just like adding to his. And his even points out he's like, we're the ones invading their yeah, planet, yeah. whoever Which they are. I, I, again, like I guess if you're looking at a, a grander arc for Han Solo, and we start with Solo clearly a good person, and and over time becoming 
the Han we meet in A New Hope, and then, you know, that being cracked and becoming, yeah, that works. And, and, but I was going this like, well, this is our only solo film. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was oh, kind Drew, of like, you why were does... so naive two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking like, why does he care? You know, like, I feel like he shouldn't care about, he's just trying to get, you know, to what he wants, which is, is usually his MO is like, you know, take care of himself. But, uh, so he meets the, the smugglers, he meets Chewie, he gets him and Chewie onto the smuggler ship and part of their crew. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the shower scene? That's pretty That odd. was good. That's I like the shower scene. <laughs> him and so Chewie close. have a nice little shower together. Now, I know the idea of, of relationships like this make you uncomfortable, Adam, but do you think <laughs> yes. that after all this time that uh, Adam and Han maybe were more... Th- I mean, they had obviously an open relationship. Adam and Han. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Chewy. I'm sorry. Han and Chewie. You are like Chewie, though. <laughs> I mean, they obviously had an open relationship. Yeah. I mean, but that would explain a lot of why he was always ro- roaring and barking whenever he got around Leia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And when Luke kissed Leia, that's why Chewie, Chewie's like, yeah, <laughs> that's mine. Han's There's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of time on those long space flights to... Um, so let's talk about Woody Harrelson for a second. Yeah. Um, do you, where do you think he's from in the galaxy and does everyone there talk like him? Is that a a regional accent? Here's the deal. (laughs) I really like Woody Harrelson. I think he's a, I think he's a good actor. I think he was totally, he was basically, what's his, what's his name in uh, Hunger Games? Sh- sh- uh, oh, Hamish. Hamish. It's like, it's like a version of Hamish, basically. It's like a, well, no, a, he was Woody Harrelson as, as he always yeah, is. Yeah, well, okay, fair enough. So I was like, I feel like they should have, that should have been like a no-name actor. Like just some, yes. or, or just maybe a, a lower tier. I don't know. It just, or someone who can be someone else. Three billboards outside Alderaan. There you go. Be. I mean, <laughs> just, I, didn't, I don't know. There are I feel like he was, as soon as I saw him inside the, the trailer, I was like, ooh, that does not yeah. seem like a good casting choice I liked to him me. in it. I, I did. I like him, but you're absolutely right. He's he's a screen presence. He's not an immersive actor. No. Whereas, right. whereas uh, Sam... Um, Wise Gamgee. No. Uh, Neil. <laughs> no, Sam in uh, Three Billboards. Sam... Oh, Rockwell. 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 Like he, that would have been a good casting choice. Exactly, this character. Yeah, no, not not playing the character character. Woody Harrelson played, but let Sam Rockwell find the character that would be that. that, Yes, that's what I was trying to say. I guess Sam Rockwell morphs. He he registers a little young for me still, though. Even though I know he's not that you know not super young, but Gary Oldman would make a good choice for that role. Mm. Uh, just because his name is Oldman doesn't mean he. You know, you know what? You know what? Gary Newman. I want Gary Oldman from The Professional. Sure. Yeah. He's like, you know, kill everybody. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, it's just that Woody Harrelson, if there are movies where he's perfect. Yeah. Because he's a particular person. Zombi- like, Zombieland. True. I was going to say, on my notes, I've got like three billboards, Zombieland. Yeah. And True Detective. Same, same character. True Detective, is, it's Woody Harrelson needed to be in that movie because that's Woody Harrelson. But and he. Do you think makes, it's better because he bounces off somebody better? Such no, I just think I think he is he he cannot as you're saying go beyond himself. Like but he, why why is that character wrong to be Woody Harrelson in in this movie? Yeah, I'm just constantly thinking that's Woody Harrelson, that's Woody Harrelson. right walking around in Star Wars. You know, like yeah, exactly. I don't think like where did you know uh, this guy grew up somewhere on a planet and you know has a life outside of this movie like no it's woody harrelson he came yeah. and he filmed these scenes his life in- he, involves banjos yeah but, you know yeah. obviously he came and he filmed these scenes and then he went home i mean like 
I, I, oh, yeah, he definitely cashed a nice check. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, okay, well, and here's just a point on that. So he's supposed to pass as a fairly high-ranking imperial officer when he's doing his, his little imposter. Right. Have you ever heard an imperial officer <laughs> right. that ever sounded, otherwise right. than that one lieutenant, right. or that low-ranking who's very hoity-toity, you know, he's going to expect, we are going to bring order to the universe, you know? And, yeah. And then you got him over, hey, they're a lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> I got me here yeah. a deserter. Why don't you go take him off? <laughs> yes, Captain. <laughs> you know? That's amazing. No, that was oh, the wow. guy from the movie. Was that Brit guy just now? Brit guy playing yeah. the guy from the movie. <laughs> right. Uh, so anyway, so there's him. There's uh, Voss. No, v- Val. 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 His, Mandy uh, Newton. Yep. Nothing she, to her other than she is uh, Beckett's I am a big Fanny Newton lover. fan anyway. I like so. her a lot. Crash, Mission Impossible 2, and She's Westworld. Great. Yeah, Westworld. Westworld. No, Very Westworld. Good. Westworld's the first time I've seen her. I'm like, oh, Fanny Newton can act. Yeah. Awesome. Like, in Mission Impossible 2, I'm like, just stop trying everything you're doing right now. But there's just nothing. And this one, there was nothing to her. She showed up, her. she smooshed Woody Harrelson, and then she blew herself Well, up. she was just there to die so that Woody Harrelson would be sad about right. it. Um, I guess. For like a minute. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we get over that pretty fast. And the thing is, it doesn't make sense with what she's laid out as her character. Right? Exactly. You know, to don't trust anybody. Stuff? I'm not going to risk my neck for this. And yeah. then she's like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna lay down my life for you guys, and yeah. I met you about one day ago. Right. Yeah. And I don't like you, but... Godspeed. I don't know. That was really bizarre. Like, why would she? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And she's dead now. I guess. Bye. And then you've got uh, the the Rio Rio Durant. Rio. Who this guy? I wanted to love that guy. Like, I loved the character design. I loved. I loved the idea of all the little arms for okay. being a pilot. Yeah. You know, and managing the the ship and stuff. But and apparently that was John Favreau voicing him. But it was such a flat delivery. Like, yes. Like I felt I I knew I was like this is this guy's be supposed to be so charismatic, and so like you know you really supposed to like this guy. And also the soon as soon as he got introduced, I was like oh he's dead. Well, any pilot you met. exactly. I was like yeah. oh he's the pilot. He's dead. Oh, quick question: Did do you guys think Han wanted to be a pilot? <laughs> <laughs> I know it was. Uh... I couldn't tell. It's like, well, that was the original title was Han wants to be a pilot in Star Wars <laughs> like story. Every scene, he's like, I'm going to be a pilot. <laughs> but, or but I want to be a pilot. Or I am a pilot. Or I am a pilot. But Jan, John Favreau's character had one of the best lines in the movie about, you know, you've never had such a deep sleep until oh. you've curled up in the lap of a yeah. Wookiee. And then Han's thinking to himself, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Oh man, he I I I liked him despite it being so flat. I think I just really enjoyed the character. Yeah, but well, you like him because he um, talks Woody Harrelson into bringing them on. Yeah, and um, and then yeah, you're right. The character's design is cool. Yeah, but after that, he's just kind of there until he dies. Right. Well, he's not. Yeah. He's not only just there, but he's also like spitting out canonical references and. That's true. Or broadly connecting this story yeah. to the to the universe. Yeah, and so did Val too. Yeah. That was uh, that yeah. was almost like they're like, see, we're really in Star yeah, Wars. We you know, know these this. places and people. Let we could have Bosk. Why couldn't we get Bosk? What about Bosk? Star Wars. Hey, they wouldn't hear that. We said Bosk. <laughs> yeah, Bosk would have worked really well with that. He's movie. a bounty hunter. Kind <laughs> 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 looks like an alligator with his nose chopped off. <laughs> Bosk. <laughs> she pulls out a photo. <laughs> No. You've seen his feet before. <laughs> no, it's it actually they just go over where it's got like uh, bibliographic bibliographer references, you know, in in the subtitles. It's like look for Bosk in this movie, asterisk. this movie, yeah, true believers. <laughs> also in the animated series, an episode yes. this, this, yes. this. 
Um, so then they do, they go on their heist and the heist is to the get great train robbery. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love a good train heist. And I thought it was can, really well done. But can we talk about once again, why a train? You're going from point A to point B on this planet right. where they're obviously flying a spaceship to try to rob. There's plane. plenty of room for ships to fly. You've, under shown, room. you've shown that the Imperial, you know, the, the, the empire seems to have a fair amount of ships, yeah. ships for all purposes, mm-hmm. but they need a train here. Let's build a very <laughs> precarious track that winds around mountains and across a gorge and spins around and I, spins for may no I, real May I make a, may a prediction right now? I guess there's probably going to be a ride at Star Wars Land that's oh. going to look a lot like that. Oh. That's a good. That's the most prediction. George Lucas move this movie's that ever made. That would be made. cool if that's the case. I'm I like this movie. You're definitely going to see I'm that. I'm upping my rating to 13 parsons. Now remember, they took Space Mountain offline to make something for Star Wars. Hyperspace Mountain, Space Hyperspace Mountain, Mountain, which I've ridden. There'd better be a singing frog. Oh, that Star was the okay. best part of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. That guy. Yes, it was. The lady was singing. I was okay. He's like, I was like, yes, yes. I was just smiling that whole time. I was like, I like this guy. I leaned over the- to Nick and I said, this is my favorite character in the movie. <laughs> Exact thoughts. I was like, I like. This I guy. saw him even before he started singing, and I was like, "That's amazing." Well, what about the dance pit around him? That was awesome. Yeah, too. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, the Twi'leks oh, are yeah, doing they, their thing. Oh, man. They couldn't help it. Um, <laughs> so the heist goes wrong, and all of Woody Harrelson's best friends die, and then uh, or casual acquaintances. It's really hard to tell. Chewie and Solo make it out alive. If you go life. with me, you're in this for life. Yeah, and Han drops the cargo. And the Marauders show up. Han drops and the Marauders the show up. Oh, yeah, the Marauders. That's yeah. a key. Yeah. Which, at this point in the movie, this is when I was, like, on board with it. Because, like, you know, I've talked to, like, I've always wanted the Smuggler Star Wars movie. Yeah. And so this... Smuggler, a Star Wars story. This, uh, you know, group of, you know, competing smugglers. They're not smugglers. They're Marauders. Yeah. Space pirates. Right. <laughs> Difference. I mean, they, they call them all of those. And, and they refer to them as Infus Don as if it's a group, like a swoop game, you know, but... Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, those guys... Sh- I like the design of those so guys. Yeah. The outfits and stuff were really cool. Um, they have good fashion sense. They do. Yeah. And uh, they kind of... They make the heist go south because they mess with the plans. Yeah. And, uh, now, I have a question. Can- Instead of releasing the cargo, why didn't he fly to the left? Yep. I feel like, yeah, his ship must have been stronger, right? Well, they're pulling against each other. Oh, I see what you mean. Why not just turn with them? Or, like, those little gorge in the mountains, just fly straight. Right. They're going to have to let go or just get out of the way because if even they try to scoot, they'll crash into each other. Like, really easy fix right there. What if you go to the upper atmosphere where they can't because they're all Hold on. Now you're onto something. What? Yeah. Could it? I I I don't know if I want to give the movie this much credit yet, but <laughs> could that be have been um, supposed to to be a case of him remembering how the speeder thing failed when he was trying to get out of whatever, and and so suddenly he's now risk averse. I, I, since they didn't Something's, indicate that, I just I don't yeah, think that's don't think what so. was happening. It, can I say real fast that um, no. at the end of the movie, or not the end, but uh, when they're leaving the Maelstrom, yeah. uh, and he waits until the last second to turn the ship, yeah. it's not <laughs> like when they were on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> he could have done that the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
the heist goes south due to those marauders messing with them, and uh, Han famously drops cargo, uh, beginning of a habit he'll continue to have, right. we can only assume. Um, and uh, everyone dies but them. They get away, and Beckett's like, well, we're going to have to make this good with uh, the Crimson Dynamo, uh, Dryden Voss. Wait. That's a that's a, a Mickey a, was it Mickey Rourke reference right there? Oh my goodness! <laughs> From the Iron Man movies, the the he's oh. wait, he's isn't he Whiplash? No, he's both. He's the Crimson well, he Dynamo, yeah, Crimson Whiplash. Dynamo and Whiplash. Well, together, but he's called Whiplash in the movie. But whatever. But the armor at the end was Crimson right. Dynamo. Yeah, you're right. You're, right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Crimson Dynamo, I think, actually in the comics. Oh wait, Crimson movie. Dynamo is Whiplash. He was well, no, originally he's the Russian version of Iron Man. Yeah, right. yeah, I know that. So there's yeah. Whip. In, Go ahead. No, it, well, the, the remember the, how Mickey Rourke suddenly, even though he's like some sort of ghetto scientist in that yeah. from Russia, is able to rewire all that armor. Right. He creates his suit, which is the Crimson Dynamo okay, armor. Okay, gotcha. Yes, and then there's a separate character who's Whiplash in the comics. Yeah, but they got two for the price of one. Okay. But yeah, they basically took the two characters and smashed them together. Gotcha. And were like, yeah, close enough, and killed gotcha. both of them. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> so. right. Um, we meet Dryden Voss, who's played by Paul Bettany. Right. Vision from the Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> or, or Jarvis for John, who's well, only seen like... He saw Infinity War. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> I pointed out to my wife, I was like, Vision's not very nice in this one. And she goes, what? And I go, yeah, Paul Bettany. And she goes, oh, yeah. So he's got uh, scars on his face. His scar face. I get those scars. And he, when he gets mad or emotional, they seem to turn red and his eyes turn red. Yeah. I think that's a denotion of his right. race. I don't think he's human. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't race. tell. Because they looked like was, scars. Every time he got... No, I think they were... Oh, well, I think they were scars. But every time he got mad, yeah. his, eye, he actually, his oh, yeah. eyes would turn red. Yeah. And this, I, with, I'm going to go with race. Like, if there's scars, then why do they turn red? And they're patterned, too. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, almost, uh, it's almost like a Zabrak? A Zabrak? Ooh. Ooh. Well, mm. A little hint about what's yeah. coming. What's a Zabrak? You'll find out. Um, it's like Zach Braff, <laughs> but different. <laughs> and he, we also then meet Kira again. She's back. And she seems to be working for Dryden Voss. And mm-hmm. she and Han kind of have a little exchange. And uh, I... I I think this was a weak call on their part. Yeah. Um, because at this point, all the, all of the equity that the movie had built up for solo at like, for me anyway, at that point it was kind of dropped. Like I, without him having that, uh, to go back, to go back for her, I, I sort of like lost interest in his storyline. Well, that, you know, throws you for a loop, but he still has the same problem where she's, you know, somebody else's property, basically. And but did you ever get the sense that he doesn't need to say? Yeah, I think it would be better had they had the meeting, and then afterwards he runs into her. The thing is, like, oh, now I'm now I'm in this thing. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get this money. I'm gonna save her. And also, it's like, what? You're not only are you fine, but you work for the guy who's made the deal with. Like, ah, crap. No, I mean, right. by this time, I mean he could have walked away, but he's already then. Just as you realize, oh, he could walk away. He's done. Then. Voss sees him, right? And once Voss knows him, it's done. You can't escape. Right. So he's he's in this. But yeah, I mean, I, if I were him, wouldn't you be upset? You're like, you've been living on a yacht, dressed in evening wear, and I'm worried that you're in some slum, you know, slave pen. I yeah. just, I he never. I thought he never indicated that he was at all concerned. He wouldn't be able to get her back, right? Like, like even if you know the issue 
you know, up until that point is I got to go back and get her. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, now I've found her, but she's still in custody, basically. Right. It never seemed to me that he was like, that's an issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, 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 I, I couldn't figure out like why he was at all committed either way, you know, like why, why wouldn't he just take her and split or try to split? And maybe that was just like a, there, there was something missing from that dialogue and we'll, you know, see it later in a DVD or something, but well, no, they, they address it. Cause he, when he talks about leaving, uh, Woody Harrelson tells him that, you know, um, now he has somebody who's going to come after him right. with a bunch of thieves and kill him. And yeah, I just, I think Han, I, I, the thing yeah, is, I've yeah. never... But he doesn't have people hunting him down. But I, I, I feel like Han Solo doesn't care if people are hunting him down, yeah. or never had... Like, I, it, I know, I realize, like, we're dealing with a character who is not the character he's gonna be, necessarily, but I just, it, in the movie itself, and also as a character, I've never got the impression that he's all that concerned about that. He, he f- to me, comes off as, I will always get out of whatever, you know, scrape I'm in. And I think if he could have convinced the other players involved to run with him, he would have, but he knew that they were going to stay with it. And if without him, he thought they would die. So I think that's the only reason he stayed in this at all beyond that point. And once they got into the meeting with Voss and then, you know, it's basically like it's talk our way to keep him from right. shooting us at this vote very moment. Right. Um, but he does, he does sort of get his, like what he needs really early in the movie, which is to be with her again. And she goes with him. Like he gets, well, she's ordered to go with. Yeah, them. but she he gets to spend time with her. I don't know. It's just, as, I guess, as as a journey of a character, it's it's strange. It it reads very weird. It would be like um, uh, Leia bypassing the droids and talking directly to Obi Wan Kenobi. You know, it, it it sort of takes the the struggle away from it. Some from his for his his journey I, on that. A lot of that is Disney has made a very conscious, and it, not just Disney, but the movie industry. If you'll notice, has made a very conscious change to where the women will not be the damsel to be rescued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They yeah. will That's be fair. an active and strong participant in every story they make right now. Yeah. Um. But you, I still think you can achieve that differently. Like, oh, absolutely. Right. Like, See, I, I would agree that the problem with it uh, is that he he doesn't seem aware that they're. Yeah. in danger and he he could leave at any point because really the the drama is still set up where they're going to get killed if they don't do this. Yes. She puts herself in the harm's way. Mm-hmm. Um also, but he doesn't ever seem to react like he is scared of. It's things like well, that like we're going to kill you and no one seems overtly yeah. like <laughs> like no one's worried. Exactly. Well, it doesn't worry worried is that it's I was actually at one point kind of like um imagining being in the, in the movie and being like we're going to kill you. I'd be like all right. I mean, it was like everyone's reaction was kind of like it's so blase. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, I mean, like it's not like, it's like our lives are important, right? It's just kind of like it's commodity I like to keep, but I don't know. The only one know. that does seem to react is Kira when she when he says, right. you know, if she comes back without it, then she's in trouble. But yeah, she does. Yeah, she she's sort like, of Uh-oh. yeah. But it turns out that that's not true because right. she betrays <laughs> him, and he's still okay with her. I oh, yeah. I. The other thing that that I think is a problem with her going along on the quest, I is, like that you called it a quest because <laughs> I also thought his first quest is good to get the girl, <laughs> yeah. and then when the girl was safe, then his, it got changed yeah, to a quest. Yeah. Right. Is that she is like, yeah, I like you, Han. Let's you know, like like there was no resistance, which I feel like 
there needed to be tension between them. Like either Hans, like you were saying, Brian, mad that she's living. I think she unquote. should have been mad. Yes, I like do. it's been years. Where Absolutely. the hell were yeah. you? I, I wanted her to be like, what took you so long? I'm now basically, you know, a, a slave. I've had to do horrible things yeah. because and you took it. Stop sweet trying time. to. Get do on stuff me. with me because if anyone sees you doing that, I'm going to get killed. Like she was not resistant to that stuff. Oh, but she's not a slave. That's the thing. She's a lieutenant, which means well, she we, but we thought whole, she yeah, was that, at that point in time. We thought, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like up until the very end, you're led to believe that even as a lieutenant, she's still she's like, still kind of because you, you brought up that. How did she become a lieutenant so quick? It's because Paul Bettany was, you know. And I think this was one more test for her. <laughs> grooming her. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, you're, you're, you know, when you see the stamp on her, the tattoo, yeah. that the first thing you think is that she's brand. a slave. Right. Yeah. And it's his ring that we also right. see Well, it's later. the Crimson That's what Dynamo's I, But you assume sigil. his ring is what branded her. I didn't see that at all. Oh, because it's the same size and shape. I thought it was slightly different. Also, when he said, my ring branded her. <laughs> that was a red herring. Really so that. anyway, That one little side thing where he goes, hey, you know, how's that brand? I use this <laughs> ring to put on your wrist. Yeah. Ring. Is it, did you put some solve on that? Is you it should call my I want to be a pilot. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Bosk has a balm you can use for that. Um, yeah, Bosk, his, his did not heal Bosk's well at all. Bosk's balms. Um, Bosk balms. So. <laughs> sale at Disney's Star Wars <laughs> Galaxy. Galaxy's Edge. Um, so anyway, they they go talk to Dryden, who was the one who wanted them to steal all the stuff off, off the train. The fuel. They've lost it, so they need oh, hyperfuel. Real quick. Which, yeah, so you have hyperfuel. <laughs> Between uh, this and Last Jedi, mm-hmm. I want you to like take a second and think. I'm going to take a second. Has fuel ever been mentioned in any Star Wars movie except for Last Jedi and this movie? Well, we know that the hyperdrive in Phantom Menace was broken because they had that, to get a new one. That's not fuel. That's not fuel. No. I point mean, is... Y- you would think they'd made fission reactors by this point. Right. Well, the point is, up until they needed it as a plot point in Last Jedi, as in, like, the amount of fuel to make the jumps, it's never been mentioned. Oh, right. I see. What you, I couldn't remember. The fuel was never that. a yeah. thing. Ever. Yeah. And now in this movie, all of a sudden, it's also like, got to get that hyperfuel. Like, what is... Like, Wait. What's this? Oh, it's uh, fuel think, all of a sudden. Like, I think that's partially just the world building, like... They need commodities in order for people to have something to covet. And even if it wasn't fuel, if it was like a, if they yeah. ran on batteries or whatever, they, they're still going to run out of <laughs> <The> something. <batteries. laughs> like, I'm just saying, Tesla, it, is, yeah. it has never been uh, an issue yeah. for any ship and any movie until Last Jedi, and now again this movie. I think that ships have always been able to just go so, as long as they want for however they want. I, I just think, wish instead of calling it hyperfuel, they called it space fuel. Oh, that would be better. <laughs> yeah. I think that's okay. Space I think. Guess. So here's my issue. You're kind of touching on something that is an issue I have with these. Is like anytime one of these movies does something new, Star Wars fans are like that's never happened before. Why would it happen? <laughs> like when Leia did her, you know, force flight right. into the. It's right. like. The, Jedi can't do that because they haven't done it. And it's like, well, no one had well, done force electricity before the Emperor did, and no one had a problem with that. I assume maybe they did. But <laughs> the fact that we're having it's called force lightning. We're going these, <laughs> the fact that we're having these movies now that are expanding the universe, I'm fine with we some ships require fuel. Sure. It just seems weird that all of a sudden in the last little like, two calendar years. I think you're going to have to get like, used to new things happening. What's, 
It's kind of like if they showed you the bathroom on the Millennium Falcon. Like <laughs> yeah. they're like, hey, Which, that's, the, that's the, or bathroom. as they call it in Star Wars, that's the refresher. Right. Yeah, there you go. They're like, well, they don't use bathroom in Star Wars. Well, they do. They, they do. just, just haven't, haven't taken seen the it time. Yet. It's in the deleted scenes, you know. And- <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, they have to make good on this these cargo they dropped and get get it to, uh, uh, something else. I guess more more of the fuel. Yeah. And so they Un- they unrefined. They come up with the plan to get unrefined uh, hyperfuel from Kessel. And and we all knew, right? Going so into they name dropped that. It's like, well, here comes the Kessel Run. Well, even before the movie, right? We're kind of some assuming that it would go in that direction anyway. I feel like we had a conversation at one point where we argued whether it would be the main plot right. or the opening oh, oh, scene. Right, right. <laughs> that's right. We did, yeah. yeah. Um, and so we're checking another box of like now we get to see the Kessel Run, which you can't do it less than twenty. Can't be done. <laughs> I, at one point during the movie, I, it kind of bothered me that in his first movie, basically the first thing he did, right. that like whatever, 10, 20 years later, he's still bragging about yeah. that. Right. But then... Which kind of makes sense. It, it later, it yeah. occurred to me, oh, wait, no, that's kind of Han's character. That's solo. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it also bothered me because they kept referring to parsecs as if it was an m- increment of time. Yeah. And it is an increment of distance. Yeah. And it's like, well, we can't... Like, you can move faster than light. You basically go into hyperspace, which... I was like, why is this such an issue? You right. Know? Well, could they go into hyperspace in the maelstrom? Was that an issue? No, I don't think they could. Well, I think they had can, to navigate because through if you it. Hit gravity masses, it'll pull you out, which is the Star Destroyer that you see there. Yeah. That's called a blockade, which it, it creates a, f- a gravity well of its own, a false oh. one. And that's why you it's can't hyperdrive one. past it. Or, that's cool. So We, we so, also kind of skimmed over L3 dying. She's, she's well, dead at this point. No, this is... No, in the maelstrom, she's... And the way no, out for the maelstrom. No, we're still going we're into still, the maelstrom. Oh, yeah. We're well, okay, we're kind of skipping yeah. around. I jumped bit. ahead. I'm sorry. Right. You should But be. They, they decide we're going to go to the planet Kessel, which is in this maelstrom stormy part of the galaxy. And uh, and we that's we meet, we meet need a ship to do that. And oh, right. Kira knows a guy. On this planet. On this planet. Possibly. <laughs> around the corner, actually. I, you know, I just saw like his he's droid. He's right upstairs. I saw his droid walking that way, so I'm sure he's around here somewhere. Uh, and this is where we meet Lando and uh, eventually his... I liked the BattleBots arena. I was like, yeah, yeah. BattleBots. That was sweet. I liked how dumb it looked. Like, right. Exactly. How they, they, the, 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 it, was, it was very much like BattleBots. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was, was like, BattleBots. We like, got our Clint Howard cameo. Yes. Yeah. Good. That was great. Which, of course, you're going to get if Ron Howard's making a movie. You know. He, he was, was the BattleBots guy. He's like, he's never had it so good. Oh, he comes okay. from the same place that Woody Harrelson's character That's comes right. from. Obviously. <laughs> there you go. You're right. We're making connections here. <laughs> um, but anyway. They probably knew each other. They're right. Like, they, hey. have, uh, they did play on our expectations a bit here where <laughs> Han and Lando have a game of, what is it called? Sabat. 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 Sabat? Sabat. C. Is it Sabat? Sabat. What, what's Sabat. the game Sabat. James Bond plays? Poker. No, no. Um, you're thinking. Of, I know. Sorry. Um, you're saying it's similar, but like Tarpon Solo card game is what the branded game is called. Yeah, you, you look it up. Yeah. It's, it's a back with a C. At the, at the, at um, that sounds right. And the thing, what I alluded earlier, I played a ton of Sabak because in uh, uh, Star Wars video game um, Kotar, Knights of the uh, Old, Republic. Old Republic. There's in both those games, there is a lot of. Uh, it's a good way to get credits as you play Sabacc. Mm. Or lose so. credits. Or yeah, lose credits. Exactly. I was usually pretty good at it. So so he's he 
the the whole thing that we know before this is that Han allegedly won the Millennium Falcon in a in a spot game from Lando, and so we go into this assuming he's about to win this game. Whether he's going to cheat or he's actually a really good player, we don't know. Oh, but and he. Didn't know what it was called at the beginning of the season. Well, that was right? a joke. That oh, was it wasn't. Oh, yeah. he was that's, playing. That's, that's he was playing the like. He oh, hustled what's, you. He's he hustled hustling. you. Uh, you got Nick. I'm hustling. <laughs> Nick would have lost his ship. Like, yeah, it's great when Drew comments and then holds the microphone to John and, John's <laughs> and John's like, 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 I, I had nothing to say. Yeah, get yeah. in on this. Yeah. Yeah. Here, burn Nick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, but it turns out that Lando wins the Sabak game um, by cheating. By cheating. Uh, but it doesn't matter because then Kira's like, hey, we know each other. Can we use your ship? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I was waiting for Han to call him out on the cheating and say, that's my ship. You cheated. Yeah. Well, I think he pocketed that information for later, which we... Why would you do that? Well, he knew that he had cheated. He was mentioning it to right. him, saying that card had already been played, but he couldn't figure out how he did right. it. And so if you're going to bust somebody on gambling, you have to not only know that they cheated, but you have to prove how they did right. it. Oh, I thought the shot of it was him seeing it. That was for us. That was, that was for us. us. Yeah. And then later Han, if you remember the later scene, Han right. did finally yeah. see how he did it. So, uh, so anyway, they managed to convince Lando to join their little crew. And we also meet L337, Lando's co-pilot in more ways than one, apparently. Um, she's a, a droid who is an advocate for droids rights. Um, they play that for all it's worth in the movie. Yep. And, Either it, I think either it lands for you or, or it doesn't. Um, Did not for me. It didn't for me. I guess we talked about this already a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. But um, well, L three starts at annoying. You know, yes. she yeah. starts at annoying. There is no endearing qualities given, except that she has this. You know, apparently inter machinery human relationship right. thing going. Well, and I thought where she stopped being annoying and became interesting when, was when she died. <laughs> was the scene she had with Kira where they're discussing, she's talking about how she thinks Lando has a thing for her um, and is asking, you know, Kira about her relationship with Han and all that stuff. And that, I actually really liked that moment um, because she stopped sort of being a one-note kind of like yeah. Yeah. having something more. Drew likes when the only two female characters in the movie talk about the guys that's that right. them. That's right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, the Bichel test. That's right. Fail. Bechtel. Uh, Bechtel, yeah. Um, Fail. <laughs> see, I did not find her annoying because that's something that, um, to me, was like not a plot hole, but is an issue with the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah. Is that all these droids are basically people's slaves and yeah. they're clearly intelligent. So I like that they were acknowledging that. I don't dislike the idea that they would acknowledge it. I just don't think they did it well. well. And it, it is hammered pretty heavily for a very short period of time. Like it, if it if it were a, a, a thing that was uh, recurring over the course of the movie, where it you got to see it in a little more nuanced way, I think it may not have been so distracting. It was very heavy handed. Like it, like almost if if from the get go you're watching droids be abused. Right, and then we meet a character who's like See, commenting on it. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that's good, a good idea, but it's the heavy work. I think is okay for a character to be that way because that was that was part of her character. Like Angie, yeah. my lovely, wonderful wife. Well, we'll be driving down the road, and I'll be like, uh, "Look, they're petting puppies," and she'll be like, "You can't do that for much longer in Trump's America." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> 
how did we suddenly start talking about politics? Um, yeah. So yeah, people can be, you know. Well, here's the thing. All right. I yes, they can be, but in a movie, we can make it do anything we want. Right. So they don't have to be. I, I acknowledge that people can exist in that way, but I don't think it worked in the way that they wanted it to work in the movie. I think we're better if she had been like a slow burn. Like she sees these things and she's getting more and more agitated, more agitated, more right. more vocal about it. And then we get to the planet and she's like, holy crap, I actually do something about this now. Versus, ah, the whole yeah. time. And then, well, I you, found my purpose. Like, what do you mean I you think found the your purpose? Issue you is, it's, it's, this is not Lando and L3's movie. And that kind of plot, I was just like in my mind trying to figure out how do you make this work. And I think you make it work by slow burn and Lando's really like dismissive of droids, but also kind of into L3 and his growth is like acknowledging, yeah, droids are, you know, sentient beings and should not be enslaved, but then loses, you know, potentially the love of his life in L3. Well, well, I'm just saying love is lot. He liked her, but. Well, but potentially, because it's who, not who are Lando's. you to judge their love? I mean, <laughs> no, thank you. And I mean, I just, more like, emotion toward that droid yeah. than he does as a character toward anyone else ever, except his capes. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, he was kind of like a 1950s husband who loves his wife, but yeah. when his wife's like, you know what, I should be able to vote. Oh, come on, yeah. honey. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. like, oh, women's right. You're going to burn your bra. Oh, yeah. come on. But it was though the droid revolution was nothing more than the final scenes of Wally. <laughs> no, it really, really was even right down to the types of droids and what true. they were doing. Yeah, well, and I also think it's frustrating too that that they've resolved that basically for for all intents and purposes. Like what could have been an interesting uh, uh, side story to pursue later or see how it, it's explored later and maybe they'll, it'll find a way into whatever Lando movie it goes but I think from an audience standpoint we sort of come out of the movie feeling like oh, okay we've taken care of droids rights they had that uprising in one place what, in, yeah. Yeah, in yeah, so one place that's cut, shut away from everywhere yeah. <laughs> right. it's like and all the people who are freed like now what do you do well and that's <laughs> that's another reason why I think it doesn't work in that um, it like falls flat they're, they're trying to if they're trying to make a point of like Droids should be free because they're sentient, but we're not actually going to free them. We're going to give them one little victory in a place that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, it then, matters for those droids. <laughs> so, so <laughs> what's what that, what that little tiny little droid? What's he going to do now? So he's quote unquote well, free, and now he can walk around this planet until he erodes. Wait, like, are you talking about like, the one that just moves his feet up and down? Because yeah. that's all he wants to do is power droids. Well, right. here's, here's the thing, though, where this could take hold and move somewhere. If they use this as a beginning thing that you see in the other movies that we see, right? Such as you know, IG eighty eight at some point was an yeah. indentured robot right. as well, and he simply he yeah. became the revolutionary who believes all meat bags should die. Yeah, he knew Bosk. They do. <laughs> They were going Sabak together. <laughs> so uh, they go to Kessel. Um, they get the unrefined coaxium. Coaxium. Thank you. Ask for it by name. L3 gets <laughs> killed in the process. Lando's all beat up about it. Um, Both physically and. Can't even fly his ship. Can't well, even, he's got shot. Yeah. But also emotionally, I think he's wrecked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, too. He says that he would have wiped her memory, but she has all of this right. information. So if he can access that information to put it on the ship, can he access her memory and put it into another body? Yes. Yeah. I yes. hate this movie. <laughs> he could have. I think it was he could do that because we've seen how many times have we seen R two just get blasted? Right. 
But um, it, yeah, it's not credible for a droid to die, right? Because just we're constantly seeing more them parts on it, destroy them on the way. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they. That's they, the thing. Is actually when she got when she died, I was expecting like, all right, pull the other, pull the L three four seven. Yeah, cast a chassis out of the closet, just right. plug in the head, give her could, a red arm, and right. gone, day. It could have gone real creepy. Like Lando's, like, oh, we're gonna go shopping, <laughs> getting a body that you're not gonna believe. It's so, got all the bells, all the whistles. <laughs> they they escape off of the planet Kessel, and now it's time for the the famed Kessel Run because mm-hmm. um, the stuff, the ship, the fuel is gonna blow. Yeah, and there's a, a imperial blockade. They can't get past, so they're gonna have to fly through the maelstrom as opposed to through the little tunnel, right? Yep. And they 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 fight Cthulhu. Exactly. I was gonna say they <laughs> they took a side at the corner of <laughs> HP Lovecraft, yeah. which. Um, I liked that big, weird monster guy. That was cool. Um, I found it weird that he cared about this tiny little ship. Right. It's like a whale chasing a plankton yeah. through space. Well, it went right at his eye. Well, so He had like 12 eyes. So I think what happened was, so he went to the eye. He's like, what the hell is this thing? If you saw as it kind of flew away. Well, it was like zapping. The, well, the, the afterburner thing, whatever, burned part of the tentacle. Uh, and that's when I was like, what? And it started going after him. Okay. And I just thought there's always a bigger fish. That's oh, right. <laughs> I'm yep, so yep, glad yep, nobody yep. said that line. You know I was that, right? waiting for another yeah, thing that, to chop down. And, no, that maw is a that real is, big fish or something. I was waiting for bad, a line to land. Bombad Bozen or whatever the hell <laughs> uh, Jar Jar would have said in that scenario. <laughs> um, they big bombing. I think that's what it is. <laughs> so <laughs> Jar Jar is going to get his own standalone God, Star Wars so. story. Oh, my God. I want someone to justify Jar It's a short film. He dies five minutes into it. <laughs> so uh, it's actually about his time in the Senate. Right. Um, this is him talking <laughs> for hours. A three-hour movie. He gets four lines out. Right. It's kind of like it's kind of like dubstep or trap music. You know, so like four lines. They... And he never gets anything passed. It's just him talking. He tries. He tries, but no. They download L3. The ET guys are like, no. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they download L3's navigation maps into the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. And that allows them to then navigate by 12 or 13 parsecs through the, the maelstrom and they get out of there. Right. right. And uh, now we, like, the quest is achieved. They've got the stuff. Well, got to get it refined. Though, they got to right? get it refined. So they go to the planet. Um, oh, and, and the Millennium Falcon now looks like the Millennium Falcon they for the most part. And did you also notice that's how they're explaining the contrary nature of the Millennium Falcon? Is, is that what that L3's was? L3's part of the ship now. It's her personality in the ship, which is why sometimes she's just like, nope. That's I was trying to, like, I was, because I, I guess I couldn't remember, like, the personality of Millennium Falcon as much, and I was trying to yeah. glean. Are they doing something here with, like... I think it's a stretch. But I, I, think, really do. I think that's true. I think that's right. I, like, yeah, I do, too. I get that's what they were trying to do. Again, to me, it didn't, yeah. it didn't land. Lando. Um, so they go to where the, the stuff is refined, and they meet up with the, the native people there, who I guess that's how they subsist, is by refining um, right. yeah. coaxium. Black market off the, off the game board. And uh, that's when F. Infinest returns, the marauder. and uh, It's a girl. Reveals herself to be a girl. Woody Helson's daughter. <laughs> they made it seem like. <laughs> yeah. it, I, I, I'm glad you guys got that feeling too. 100%. And, and here's didn't. the thing. This, <laughs> I wasn't sure till the wave. Well, and this may speak to like, uh, I don't know, maybe not something good. Baccarat? Enough, 
But she the no the actress was of mixed race, clearly, and Woody Harrelson's girlfriend was Val, who is African American, and so we no, see she's not. she's not from Earth. But go on. No, she's not from America. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Wherever she's from, <laughs> but. When the ha- helmet comes off, it's this very significant shot. Like we're supposed to know, there's some sort of connection between the yeah, two. Yeah, and and they, they yeah they hold this gaze like they know each other, and you're like, oh, is this his daughter or something? Yeah. And yeah. then it's actually it's a total stranger. It's a total stranger, <laughs> and he also keeps Han from drawing on her too. Yeah, yeah, so, it's a right. really weird moment that I do not know what they were trying to tell us. She's like, I need a drink. I'm sorry, so. it is back right. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder if that there was more significance to that that was in an original version of this yeah. and it was cut out, but they still had that that was what they shot of right. that reveal. Right. So we find out that the Marauders are actually all sort of like uh people whose their people have been killed by the Empire. Freedom fighters, Is that right? basically. Yes. Yeah. Re- re- rebels. The beginnings of the rebellion. Yes, is that what we're supposed to take from that? A new hope. Yeah, and basically all their crimes and against are in league with the empire because they help maintain control in the other realms. Right, and so they're like, you can't give this stuff to the the syndicate because it just is going to end up with the empire or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so they Han is like, we can't do it to Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson's like, well, you go ahead and do what you want. I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm out. And immediately I'm like, you told Han you can't just walk away, so you must not be walking away. And do do you guys – I felt it was kind of telegraphed. Oh, yeah. And this is after he waits and lets Han explain in detail the plan. Right, right. And then he's like, you know what? It's a classic moment. There's not a lot of wiggle room in that plan. It could go wrong in any number of places, (laughs) but you know what? I'm out. (laughs) It's that classic thing of like, let me tell you my plan. Cut away. Right. What do, they, other, what do you think they're talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Direct life well, for the movie. And then cut back. Hmm, I don't know about that plan. <laughs> He's going to try This to storm will you. slow them down. <laughs> Looks pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> Look, sir. Droids. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they go off to give the coaxium, now refined, to Dryden Voss, and they have some plan to, to swindle him. And I guess we all went into this knowing that they he's already been betrayed. Han has been betrayed by Woody Harrelson. Well, I didn't know it was Woody Harrelson that, be- that betrayed him. Oh, I figured... I I got that from the trailer. Like, <laughs> it, 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 it was pretty obvious. Because in the original trailer, he's telling him that you can't trust anyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, you the second can't he's, trust anyone. That's the thing. The I mean, second he uh, says that line, you're like, oh, so he's going to... Oh, and he doubled down, doubles down on yeah. it when he goes, well, you had Val. He goes, oh, I didn't trust her either. Right, I yeah. trust no one. Yeah. Wink. And we also got the <laughs> line. And he goes, well, I want to fly. <laughs> oh, okay, well. <laughs> I'm a pilot. <laughs> oh, well, Bosk wanted to fly, too. Yeah. You saw what happened to him. Became a lizard. Became uh, um, set some bombs. <laughs> He's only got two and a half fingers. You can't really do it, Val. Uh, he also had that line with Chewie where he's like, you got to stay you know, three steps ahead. And Nick even noted to me in that moment, like, that's going to come back. Which it did, right? So anyway, uh, he goes to give the stuff to Dryden Voss, and Dryden Voss plays it up like, oh, thanks for the the stuff, and, and uh, I'm so glad I can trust you, Kira, and all that I, stuff. 
during that entire scene, I was imagining him taking it and throwing it on the floor. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was waiting for it. Yeah. Just you're like, oh, thanks. Whoopsie. Right. He had the the coaxium, which is very volatile in his hand. And you're expecting him to crash it because he, he, in his mind, knows it's a fake, but he doesn't. He just is like... That would have been the best end, though. That was yeah, awesome. Been, yes. Totally rewrite <laughs> because everybody's dead. And then, well, no, I mean, Han and Chewie survived, but like they're, they're like burnt up on the beach, like, ugh, and then roll credits. And then Emperor comes along and turns them into dark Riders. <laughs> I hate you! Um, <laughs> so, that's, that's Anakin. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, let, let me real fast. I, I told you guys this off air, but uh, it, it got spoiled for me that Darth Maul was in it. Okay, we're not there. We're not yet. there yet. We. This is spoiler. I'm going back because the scene where Infus Infus Mest takes off her Nest. mask. I was half expecting that to be him because it has this drama building up. Yeah. And there's this shadow, and then it was definitely not him. <laughs> but I was just like, very much. When is it. he going to show off yeah. in this movie? Well, so. Uh, Woody Harrelson betrays Han by saying, I already told Dryden your plan, so he knows that's a fake. And then Han's like, actually, I fooled you. I told you a fake plan. I did not see the double cross coming. I did. As in, I didn't scratch that. I thought that the coaxium actually was fake. I did think that was fake, yes. yes yeah. That's what I meant. But it so was, was the like, real coaxium. Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't do what I thought I was going to do. There's like five minutes of, you thought this, but it's actually this. Yeah, yeah, Well, yeah. you thought this, but actually it's actually, this. Actually, yeah, that whole, the whole ending is, you thought this, but actually it's this. And there's seven different endings. So once it gets to that point, there's seven different endings. It's like Clue. So it's yeah. like which part of the country you went to, you got to see who actually betrayed him. <laughs> I just went to the one where he drops on the floor. And yeah. Boom. Yeah he, goes, yeah, he goes breaking oh, bad on it and just blows out all the windows. So it turns out, that is the coaxium and that is the coaxial cable. Right. Yep. And, and I forget how it, Woody Helson's like, all right, cool. Uh, blam, blam. Everyone's dead. Yeah. Except he, for the main bad guy for some reason. Um, <laughs> Chewie, you're with me. Let's go. Yeah. He takes it and then leaves Han and main bad guy and Kira. Yeah. Did anyone else expect for that door to shut? And all of a sudden you hear screams Yes, because Chewie ripped his arms off and yes. killed him. I was waiting for it. That I thought there was going to be an attack. From because because of the nod that Han gave Chewie, right, right, like rip his arms off. And I didn't, Chewie's like, oh, oh. I guess that was more a nod, like go ahead, go with him, Chewie. Oh, I would thought it was like it that was, door shuts. It was a nod, like it's okay, sweetheart. We'll, we'll I'll, always I'll have the that. shower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I th- door shuts. Your <laughs> yeah. door opens. It's a bloodbath, and Chewie's right. like. Ugh. But there's a three way fight between Han and Kira and Dryden. Yep. And Kira pulls a, a last Jedi. Uh, a, 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 totally was last Jedi. Darth, what's his name? No, uh, a Kylo Ren on Darth. There's no Darth. They were, <laughs> I, <laughs> what's the guy's See, name? Supreme Chancellor Snoke. Supreme Leader Snoke. <laughs> he pulls a Snoke. He pulls a Ren on a Snoke. Snoke. He pulls a Ren on a Snoke. <laughs> and in, pretends like she's going to kill one guy. In Last Jedi, it made sense. There was no reason. Yeah, like, they had no the reason. upper hand yeah. on him. <laughs> yes. And then she attacks him. And, and then she, she forecasts, I'm about to turn around yeah. and attack you. All she do is be like, like, got him. And then just flip, stab. Yeah. Done. Instead, she Done. Like, slashes him. Yeah. And then fights for a little bit more um, and kills him. And then they have Kira and Han have a little moment where you're, I was like, why does she have to wait, stay behind? Oh, I, yeah. I, knew, oh, I, I knew the minute she had killed him. Yeah. I was like, my, my wife's like, why doesn't she leave? I go, she just got promoted. Cause right. it's a quadruple betrayal. Yeah. No, as soon as she said, I have to stay. I was like, Oh, 
Yeah. She's, she's, she just took over. Yeah, exactly. She just took over. So he goes off to, to meet up with Chewie and save and, him, and and, uh, <laughs> and she calls her boss, right? I don't know the her boss, but just like the head of the. And I will, I will admit to you, like when this happened and like, you know, it's the hooded figure. I'm like, who is this? Like, who I could, thought it was the emperor. I was just like, who but then could, the voice didn't sound well, right. Yeah. I was obviously like, wasn't the emperor. Right. You're like, well, it's, if it is, they got a really bad actor to right. portray him. It's young emperor. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything about Darth Maul was wrong. No, I loved it. The emperor. No, got his groove. I, no. I was like, so happy as an, as an. So he's sitting there, he's talking, and then he randomly takes his hood off. <laughs> Why? From he's now on, ra- every time I call somebody, I'm going to FaceTime them with a hood on. <laughs> right. And I'm going to talk about this. That is a and solid plan. Then he takes the hood solid. off, and ra- then I'm going to pull it. He randomly grabs his lightsaber, and I thought to myself, don't turn it on. <laughs> don't you turn so it on. Silly. There's no reason no, to turn it on. I will. You are absolutely wrong. Darth I know, Maul. He wants to try to, like. No. Listen, okay, what? Darth Maul, as established in the one movie, I'm not counting the the. Uh, cartoons right in the one movie we saw him in is the most dramatic theatrical you know diva you've seen in the Sith uh, uh realm and well, so his whole like i'm sitting here with my hood and my robot legs and oh look at me i'm darth maul uh you better not mess around you know what i mean like ignites well, his lightsaber all in character if you ask me and I'm assuming since he's a crime boss, this is kind of a Joe Pesci moment where like he's holding the baseball bat. Yeah, like, yeah. I killed a yeah. lot of people. No, yeah, with that's this. what I got. It was supposed to be in- intimidating. Yeah. So but this I was is, like, when I yeah. say we're going to be working close together, and I'm like, but it's like it's almost like he's excited. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was like, but what? I here's the thing. Oh, he need to have a different one. Like that one got chopped in that. Like, like really? Yeah, it's, it I, was again, a different one. Well, yeah, but as in, it was still a double edged lightsaber. My point. It was, but but it's yeah. also yes. once again he only ignited one. No, he no, ignited it, it both. Was, you, you can't see it at the first shot. Oh, uh, that's why I was like, yeah. why would you even do both? So like, there's, 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 there's no point. But once again, <laughs> in the extended <laughs> stories, which you all hate, I get it. But he did. He's, he rebuilt it. Oh so, yeah, I know. So but, and I saw actually. There's he a should have had a four lightsaber <laughs> <laughs> that sticks through the fingers or something. No, in my mind, it was just like, hey guys, you know, at the hooded, and he takes off. He goes, I'm Darth Maul. Hit me over the head. Yeah. No, no, look. See the lightsaber? Yeah, that's it's true. This, real, could this is be really Darth Maul. It's really me. I know you thought I was not, dead. This is not just a random Sabrak. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's not Zach Brack, you know. I was <laughs> I wonder so if that was the thinking behind it, that they like really had to hammer it home that it was Darth Maul. Could why, be. why can't they just do I the subtitles they, like they did yeah, with everybody else? Darth or like Maul. like reference point. Look yeah. in this issue, this But episode. this is the one callback that I am completely behind because of all the things that the prequels did, you know, there's many things I love about them that I love because they're ridiculous and silly and funny, but there's things that there's only one thing that I think was like awesome about them. And that was Darth Maul and was wasted. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. like you could have got so much mileage out of that character. I mean, hold on. What was awesome about him? He just jumps around and throws his lightsaber everywhere. And he, he was he was easily superior to both Jedi's. He was fighting. Yeah, Obi Wan used the dark side and won. But <laughs> oh, there's no way Episode One should have ended with him dead. Yeah. and Jar Jar alive. And, and no, I think I think uh, Darth Maul should have been the main antagonist throughout the yes. trilogy. So he, the fact he should that have been Darth Vader. Prequels. Yes, you guys are giving been. him a lot of credit for stuff that he didn't do. Right. 
Well, no, I just think he is a he has a great presence as a character. Like I, they, they he, built him up in the marketing, and then, like you said, they didn't use him at all. He seems to be a really no, no. Neat character. They, they, when they did use him in that movie, he was great. Like he had such screen presence, in my opinion. But I also think like killing him was the most daring thing that they did in the Phantom Menace. But they didn't. I mean, they they kept him around. He came like, by. He was he, came he was by. almost immediately resurrected in their their in expanded their fiction and stuff even in their the graphic novels to where he was menacing Obi-Wan Kenobi even on Tatooine but it, but imagine imagine the okay so you've been applying for the the apprenticeship of the Sith right you know yeah. I did my second <laughs> third round interviews I didn't get picked <laughs> so Darth Sidious is calling me back like and he comes up on his hologram and he's like well you know I picked the other one Sabric well something's happened and if you're still interested in the position and you know, it's old Christopher Lee at this point, he's like, well, you know, I think I'm ready for a change in life. All right. Well, we'll meet on this planet and we'll go ahead and get started. Then, you know, it's like he was second choice. And then even, even once he saw the chance to get Anakin, he was like, do it, (laughs) do it. Um, that was my, one of my favorite parts of the movie was the Darth Maul reveal. I, I was full in on that. I know it's stupid and I know that, (laughs) <laughs> it's fan service, but I'm the fan for it. I, I will. So now, and kind of, it seems really obvious. You said robot legs, and all of a sudden, my brain started going like, "Wait, what?" And I, I got the timelines goofed up in, in, in my head. Yeah, me too. I thought they were. This was. This is pre pre pre, pre episode one. Darth no, Maul. I know, I know. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh wait!" So that actually makes it does make a lot more sense. So I will. You'll I, walk it back. I, I'll walk it back a little bit. Um, He's old Maul. And I thought his face looked all screwed up. He I was like, they did a really yeah. poor job on his makeup, too. Yeah. I was like, he looks nothing right. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I didn't think it was Ray Park. Like, he screwed the makeup. He's over. It's like, this is all, this is all dumb. Didn't yeah. he fall like a mile after he got cut in half? He fell a long way. Okay, yeah. but let's yeah. call the Luke ruling on that one. Yeah. Right. right. Luke also you know, fell a mile. He probably got sucked into an exhaust port. Yeah, but port. he like, okay, sure. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know the biology of a Zabrak. You know, That's they, right. They, all of his internal organs could Are be in his left shoulder. Half. Yeah, left shoulder. <laughs> Pretty much everything else is muscle, which is why he's able to jump around like that. He's all core muscle. Yes. <laughs> he's, so, got, he's got eight-pack abs, you know. Han, uh, that had, all that happens. Han meets up with Chewie and Woody, Woody Harrelson. And finally, finally, we make, we make right what has been wrong since the special editions of Star Wars. The Woody Harrelson's like, I'm going to taste it. No! Han oh. finally shoots first. Yes. And then he feels bad immediately. Yeah, he's like, he's like sorry. Well, <laughs> I don't think he felt bad. Like he didn't regret it, but he like cared for him as a you know brother or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah, Which again, like, I still don't get. Like I, I did like, not Are you my dad? I know <laughs> I know they were trying to establish that relationship between yeah. them, but I I was just like, I did not get that impression. This was them. a fun week. Well, it oh. also seems like <laughs> was a he fun week. should have more <laughs> going on at this point. Like, I, I think that he would mourn Woody Harrelson's character later, you know? Yeah. At some point he would realize what, what he had truly sacrificed in the course of the last yeah. few minutes of this movie. But at, at that point, I think he has to have some kind of nagging suspicion that something's, you know, 
this isn't turning out the way he thinks it's going to turn out. Yeah, but I think yeah. going to what Nick was saying about the, everybody's nonplus attitude about all these yeah. horrendous things, like, you know, oh, you know, a, a crime syndicate lord just wore out a death you know, warrant on me. Hashtag Mondays. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's not a big deal. And, you know, like even uh, Woody Harrelson, Father of the Year Award in this one, yeah. you know, he mentors him. Then he's like, I kill him. You know, I loved I her. Think- ah, she's dead. Yeah. You know, that turns out like that's why I thought it was their daughter because when. Right. Why would else would they let Woody Harrelson walk out of this? I mean, if you're this rebel insurgents that's getting ready mm. to pull this scam, why do you let him walk away? Right. Yep. He's going to go tell somebody. Yeah. You kill him. Yeah. But they just, hey, why? See ya. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, okay. Dinner on Tuesday? As always. You know? Yeah. I, <laughs> I guess it's true. We should also point out at this point, uh, Lando has, has abandoned everybody. I love that. Oh, awesome. yeah. That's right. That he flew great. off. Yeah. Lando yeah. made every right decision in this movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll be on my ship. I'll see you guys when you get back. And he's like, yep. Fuck that. And he just takes off. He's, he like sees he's them gone. all arrive and he's like, I could go for help. Yeah. You know what? I'm leaving. Yeah. So like, I'm out. I, uh, I, I don't want to, I, I want to go back to Nick's awesome, what I think should be tagline for this movie. That was a fun week. <laughs> in, in reference to sure. the relationship between Han and, and Woody Harrelson. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the final line. No, uh, during the credits, there should have been like a photo montage of all like the photos they took together <laughs> yeah. this week. Yeah. And, like, remember when we did this? Oh yeah. my gosh, that was so fun. Spring break uh, 2018. Exactly. <laughs> it was like uh, it was a long time ago. Spring you know, break a long time ago. The Wookiee holding you upside down while you do a keg stand with Woody Harrelson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we get a, a uh, sort of about the um, uh, Han shot first thing. Yeah. Like, uh, I know that you probably groaned because they, you know, we're doing this as a fan service thing, but it, it, like Brian was saying, this is really good for the character. Yeah. For, Oh, I thought that la- actually, I thought that did land. I was like, yeah. yes, good. I, 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 I think it landed, but I also can't get out of my head of like, I know in this movie, there is going to be a scene that yeah. we, you know, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, no, not retcon. Reignites that, the debate, or uh-huh. yeah, that just like like it. walks back that problem from special edition where yeah. the whole point of that scene was to establish that he has no morals or that he, he's just roguish. I mean, yeah, it, that it, he'll do what he needs to do to survive. Yeah, if things are going south, he'll just take yeah. care of the problems, dip it in the that mud. Gives him an arc. Yeah, you know, he in is, those movies, he's neutral, neutral yeah. evil. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's. I hope he he goes that way in the sequel. That was my greatest hope when Disney purchased the franchise. Is I was hoping that this would be my one chance for them to reissue a high quality uh, oh. first cut edition of all those movies. Yeah, I think that was part of George Lucas's contract. I get Lucas. Lucas can't. needs to die, and I'm not, I'm not, no. I, I guarantee you, he's the, the, the week after he's dead. Yeah, they're going to make the announcement. Yeah. So it, local this. podcast has been boycotted. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then uh, they the girl the, well no the girl abandons him what the uh, Kira leaves him oh yeah she leaves him yeah and then he does he go then go back and and wishes well the rebels and we get a yeah, scene marauders that, and that will be echoed later in a new hope I think where he's like you should join us that ah, kid I got as it. they're loading right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I got as they're things. loding the payload absolutely yeah. um and then that's a little cameo by Warwick Davis yes and then Chewie and Han. Uh, find their way to another planet somehow. No idea how how they tracked Lando down. Yeah, how they got off that. Which planet. I don't think you need to know how. No, but so, and uh, he they get another Sabrock 
game. Oh, before that, he knows. No, he was that the subtropical moon that he said he won? That, that, oh, maybe that was my was. only curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering. That's uh, good. Yeah, yeah, It's a Bach, yeah. by the way. You said it wrong again. Okay. so they, they It's Han. <laughs> yeah. I wish they hadn't acknowledged. I, I would have just liked it if he had just called him Han, as he always has, and there wasn't some joke about it. I think that's... Another like of the we're so aware right. of what we're doing here's, in this. Here's movie. where this came it, from, folks. It like, yeah. still works with their characters, though. Yeah, like I guess Han says it's uh, it's, it's Han, Han, but that's, that's okay. fine. Yeah, and then he just keeps doing it. Just I to guess try to if mess like with them. in episode five, Han had bristled or at being called Han, I would. I would say, well, I think yeah, at that, that point, it's been, no, it's, I think it's, that's exactly why he doesn't. He's yeah, like, it's an old joke between two of them. Yeah, like, okay. he always, always called him Han. That's um, he could have called him Han and tipped him off. Something was wrong, you know. <laughs> right. Ooh, hey, Han, hey there, Han. Han. The Empire's here, Darth Vader. <laughs> I'm gonna sell you out. Don't shoot his hands. Remember that bad week you had with trusting people <laughs> way back? <laughs> so, uh, they have a little Sabak game and Sabak. And uh, Han is on to Lando now and, yeah. and steals his little extra card and wins the Millennium Falcon, which I was like, I guess there's going to be more movies, but they didn't leave anything to do. No, I, I'm really hopeful. Like as they do the next yeah. movies, like this is going to come uh, back and forth thing between them. Oh, they'll keep yeah, yeah, yeah changing it's hands. Like they keep, like they, that, keep yeah. they keep messing with each other. I like that Han was really that good of a gambler and that he got cheated. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't. I think that this is. Chang's <laughs> nothing. Uh, I actually like the fact that hopefully, if they're going to make a solo two or yeah. whatever, a duo, if you will, um, <laughs> Mo Solo, Mo Solo, <laughs> uh, that because they've checked all these boxes off, we can actually just That's get true. a You're movie right. without. Yeah. Like I don't know where Blue Milk comes from yet, so maybe they can get that figured out. Jeez. We know where Green but Milk comes we from. We do know where Green Milk comes from. I truly just want it, and what I wanted this one to be is I really wanted kind of like a crime noir movie set in the Star Wars mm, galaxy. Yeah, yeah that would've been cool. You know, I and, wanted a '50s greaser movie set in the Star Wars. Well, you kind of got that with the street racing, and yeah. If you notice, they go through like old mob, mob yeah. movie tropes to where it's like, okay, he's a kid on the streets. Yeah. Now he's off to wartime. Yeah, where that's he gets true. It was, it was going straight Goodfellas for a while there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it okay? So I know we're running long. I felt like the comedy in this movie, 90% did not land. Yeah. Like, there were jokes that were, like, like set up and hit, and then the audience, <laughs> and all of us were all kind of like, What was nothing. the joke where they made the joke, and then, like, three seconds later, this guy starts laughing, <laughs> and then me and Drew laugh at him. Oh, you, know, I can't you know somebody remember. leaned over and explained it to him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So, there was, I can't remember what that yeah. joke was, but there was but, a... But I was surprised at how the comedy just did not land. It I'm just, not surprised. But, but you know what could happen? is we could get another cut where uh, the director, Ron Howard, voices it over as he does. Uh, <laughs> that would be great. Han, yes. Han I'm would, a pilot. Han he would, wasn't. Han wouldn't forget this week. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> uh, so real quick, everybody, you did, um, did you notice that there's two actors in this movie that have been in every movie? One was... Uh, Warwick Davis, yeah, and the other one was Anthony Daniels. I knew he was in it. I didn't. Oh. I didn't catch him. He was the little Wookie that was trying to convince Chewbacca to go with him. That was Anthony Daniels. Yeah, yep. he was a Wookie. Wow, is uh, he supposed to be like emaciated? Yeah, from yeah. being in slavery. And I'm wondering, is but this Anthony is this Daniels the, is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The actor. <laughs> no, he put on. No, actually, he's method actor. He put on twenty pounds of muscle for this one. Yes. <laughs> and I'm wondering if this is like the George Lucas. If this is truly one of his clauses, like they have to include certain people for retirement mm -hmm. purposes. Yeah. Like that's really all Anthony Daniels has done. Yeah. Is this the first time Warwick Davis had a line? No, 
But this is the first time that C-3PO has not been in the movie. I think in Jedi, he said, no. He got that joke. Yeah, exactly. He's, in, he's made, he's had in, non-English lines. Yeah, Menace, he, he laughed on screen. Yeah. He famously okay. said, Utini. Utini! Uh, C-3PO wasn't in Rogue One. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. You're wrong. Let's go. He put it in the archive. He was, he was on the ship at the they? end. He was, yeah, yeah they oh, both, yeah, R2-D2. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so this is the first movie that does not have either R2-D2 or I thought or there was a gratuitous shot of them. It wasn't on the ship. It was like, Oh, the, I think they were on the base. Also, when they were leaving, you're absolutely I'm talking right. about this movie. Oh, in this one. They yeah. were definitely in Rogue One, yes. In this movie, this is the first Star Wars movie that neither of them have been in. No, I, yeah, I was saying in, they were in Rogue One, Most and definitely. it was gratuitous. Yes. It was not a like, oh, they're in the background. It was no, like, it was like look who it is. Oh, R2-D2, like, this is, I can't believe it. It's like, it's yeah. Darth Maul. No, no. <laughs> Um, I'm a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, final thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Final. Thoughts. There you go. Bring back a classic. <laughs> final thoughts. John, uh, why don't you go? Why don't you go first? Uh, I'm I'm excited to see um, what cape Lando wears in his next film. Mm. Um, I, despite giving a low rating, I am like more. Um, I'm encouraged by this movie. Mm-hmm. I did really, I actually really liked Al Alden Iron Reich as it Han. Is, it is Alden? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is Alden. You would think I would know that. That's my dad's middle name. Oh. Like, really? <laughs> um, I thought he was. And my brother. I, 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 even though I don't think he imitated Harrison Ford well, I just liked him. Yeah. I thought he was good. Um, I thought he felt like Han. Yeah. yeah and his own, his own Han. Mm-hmm. Which I think is the best course to take in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, I, I like that uh, Brian gave it the highest rating of us. Yeah. And then proceeded to tear it apart. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that really is truly my point of it. I mean, everybody holds Star Wars as like this precious yeah. Yeah. high echelon to reach to. Yes. Like, movie-wise, George Lucas has never been renowned as a great writer. He's yes. a great yes. innovator of, of technology and sure. media. He's awesome with his merchandising and marketing. He's, he's, a, good, he's a good visionary. Got some good ideas. Yeah, yeah like great his, ideas. His cinematography and, and his setups are good. He has yeah. good shots, but his writing has been horrific. Yeah. I mean, prequels, if you needed any more evidence than right. the prequels, I mean, the best, the best of the original trilogy was one he did not direct. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, I mean, even though they still have to include him on the writing credits, you yeah. know, so. But, but they, what I was trying to say is yeah that these movies are uh full of things that are good and full of things that are bad but they're enjoyable uh, unless you're bored through it like drew but uh (laughs) but drew will get so many more hours of enjoyment out of talking about it in the future i will (laughs) i absolutely will yeah i liked it uh i think uh overall my favorite part was are you skipping brian Oh, he just, I, I thought he was yeah, worse. I didn't oh, is to, he our final oh, final? Go ahead. No, no, you go. Oh, yeah, I'll let him be the final yeah. thought. Um, just the fact of how he got his name oh. is such a, such a throwaway, like, Oh, like, that was, indie. yeah, like, really it's terrible. Best, it's, it was, like, there's been all this build of, like, how do you get that name solo? No, and no, like, no, no. There, there never was. There hasn't. They, Until they just decided. Just because they teased it didn't mean that people cared. Yeah. And that was my problem. Oh. I just is, always assumed it was his name. If they didn't tease it, I would have been okay with it in the movie, even though it was kind of heavy-handed. Right like, there, I was but. just like, Solo's his last name. That's his family name. Yeah. I should say. Yeah. When that's what I always pro- thought was. When I thought guy, he was like, when the guy programmed it on the chip, he kiss it. Handed it to yeah. him. <laughs> and it's just like, like this is the name he, he gave his love. son. 
like the the some imperial officer or whatever grunt was like, eh, we'll call you Solo, and he's like, all right, that's my name forever. Thank you. Right. I love it. And I would like <laughs> you, my son, Ben, please take this name. That is so important <laughs> to exactly. our family. You, you, know like, what I mean? you start thinking about it like, yeah. wait, so just some rando who yeah. gave him this name <laughs> and he just kept it? Yeah, it was a, some it poorly, poorly thought out part of an escape plan. But and that's it, your and name, it, Ben. That's why he killed him. Okay. <laughs> really, that's why it goes full circle. Ben, like, so, ben Solo runs into that that imperial guy like it's like an old man. He's like, I know where your name came from. He's and like, it was me. It's it's so like it wasn't even clever. No, it was like, like, like oh, you're alone. Um, well, let's see, uh, uh, Solo, I guess. Yeah, as Kylo terrible. kills him and he falls off that height. He's like, now I'm Solo, Dad. Now I'm Solo. <laughs> now I truly am. I'm gonna call you Han, no family guy. <laughs> Kylo oh Solo Reynolds. <laughs> All right, Brian, any final thoughts? No, like, like, you know, as I say, I, I love them. I mean, I saw the first Star Wars when I was a little kid on a swing set at a drive-in. But, you know, and it's like you, as you get up and you see the writing and you see the mm-hmm. formulaic aspect of it, I mean, there's, it's just good. I mean, it's fun. But it's, it's like I go to these movies like seeing somebody who wrote a side piece of fiction in the H.P. Lovecraft universe. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fun. It's watching. Uh, my favorite, I think my favorite new performance was actually from Junus Suatoma, which was the new Chewbacca. Yeah, good Chewie. Because they got away from, I mean, Peter Mayhew, love the guy, but I mean, he is in a wheelchair. I mean, they, he, this, yeah. this same actor did most of the work on the other movies. Mm-hmm. But I mean, um, once again, the George Lucas retirement plan means they mm-hmm. have to be featured. But yeah, it's a more physical Chewbacca, definitely, you know, WrestleMania Chewbacca, if you will. Yeah. So. No, but I enjoyed. It. I enjoyed having you guys out. I mean, I hope to make this something that we can do again. Yeah, uh, definitely. That'd be we've great. got some more summer blockbusters coming. Mm. Not the Mission Impossible movie. I'm so. I have a question for you. Um, you mentioned seeing Star Wars for the first time on a swing set at a drive-in. Oh yeah, so that for is awesome. So for your kids back in the day, it's like history <laughs> lesson. Back in the day, so kids were unruly, and it's an enclosed environment in the car. You can walk them up to, under the screen. They would have like a little playground, yep. which is the old yeah. dangerous merry-go-rounds that you're not allowed to have right. anymore. Metal slides <laughs> and real chain swing sets. If so, you, you know, recall at the end of Pee-wee's Adventure, there actually is a little playground yeah. that they right in front of, and they has the little and I, mean, ends. Huh, I, don't I, I went to school a little young, so I was only like five years old and in first grade, and. Um, Watching the Tie Fighter battle while you're on a swing set, man. That's uh, yeah. you talk about 4D. That's, that's nice. I see. That's what I want to know is when are you going to put in some swing sets in here? <laughs> Once again, then see now we're in a litigi- litigious society where people will sue mm. us. And trust me, the, as we discussed, the one of the you know the, the owner of our company, uh, Greg Marcus, is a trained lawyer, so he would never <laughs> something <laughs> like that. So, well, maybe we can maybe we can donate them. Donate them. <laughs> yeah, donate them to that roll-off dumpster out back because that's exactly where they wind up. <laughs> well, a big thanks to Marcus Theaters for having us out, and even bigger thanks, Brian, for putting this all together for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm, would love to do it again. I'll see any movie in this in this context. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Any movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any movie. Mm-hmm. So Ocean's yeah. 8, cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's put this one in the hyper drive. It rhymes with our cut. <laughs> <laughs> right? Great.